0: This episode of the Tim King Show. And as you know, I usually do some quick, long-winded introduction with myself and talk about what I'm going to do and bring my guests in. But I don't give a shit about any of that tonight. Tonight is a very special show tonight. We are just kicking it with the bloodline, baby. We are coming off a fantastic weekend of wrestling. We had WWE United champions. We had AEW Double or Nothing. And specifically speaking, that is what we are here to talk about tonight, AEW Double or Nothing. So if you are watching, please go ahead and hit that like button. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button and we're not just here via video we have audio as well go and search the bloodline entertainment network put it in google you'll find us on (laughs) Spreaker and more and when you're doing that you'll find the bloodline network.com that's right bloodline network.com sports wrestling entertainment our videos our audio all in one place this man this man my boy right underneath me
1: Brett all his oh, match dude. ratings oh, even what? though
2: I haven't done it in a few weeks but, but he, uh, he's,
1: not also, right. he's not also beneath you as a person <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> well of course he's not beneath me as a person he's right underneath me right here on this show Bo and, and let's introduce Bo we got we have Bo in the house from the Brain Buster Boys podcast what's up Bo and hey, T boys, what's, what's up, up? T hey. Hey. how you guys doing Yo, and you know what's oh, cool? Yeah, you gonna know what's cool about yeah. wrestling?
1: I turned 35 this week. So, or <laughs> this weekend. So, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, oh, yeah oh, we Right. We, we, right. We so, T sure. T, yeah. this is your
0: first big wrestling show in a long time. How was how was your experience with AEW double or nothing? I will honestly say I loved it for the first time. I love all the different scenes that I had, so it's pretty dope. It was pretty dope. <laughs> That's that's awesome. And that's what you want to hear from
2: someone who hasn't watched wrestling, man. first. Sure. <laughs> and I was even telling him this was a weaker uh, pay per view, but we still had a ball yeah, over course. here.
0: Okay. And and it was, but isn't that all that? Isn't that all that matters, right? Like the pay per view might have been C quality, but if you're hanging out with your friends, it, it, it always will bring it up to like a B quality. But we were talking about Brain Buster Boys. That was Bo and T, and it's Brett. Our boy Brett, what's going on, man? How you doing, dude?
2: Yo, yo, I'm here. Uh, We've had two underwhelming pay-per-views this weekend, but still a good time, you know? Like, they were solid. We had some fun. Yeah. Um, and the last two matches saved the show tonight without a doubt. Like those were both fucking wonderful. And Tim, we were texting, but the moment Chris Statlander came back and like, yes. I had said it, I'm like, she, Statlander going to be the one to take this bout off her. And then she came out and I must have missed if they said something about, oh, a match is happening. And then all of a sudden the bell rang and wow. Yeah, that was tight. So, uh really springboarded the show to the next or to the level we're used to because you know the beginning was just rather mid as our friend max would say
0: yeah yeah, i don't like to use that word but it was it was quite made for sure and next to you on the bottom the first effing lady the bloodline entertainment network and i believe first time on the tim king show
3: yes i'm not mistaken all this time time. so thank you
0: and and welcome wow i don't know what the hell that was going on welcome i was trying to put (laughs) you on the solo i'm going to put him on the solo
4: (laughs) (laughs) put you right there on the
0: main screen welcome to the tim king show i'm so glad to have you it is an honor to have you i'm usually accustomed so coming on your show on Thursdays to do the prediction shows and mm-hmm. whatnot, but well, I'm glad to have you, and we just had a hell of a time doing the AEW Double or Nothing watch along, so go back on the Bloodliner team oh, and check that out. How you doing, First Lady?
3: I am doing great. Um, Like Brett said, the start of the pay-per-view was 30, meh. You meh. You know, was it wasn't that exciting or anything like that, but as we had gotten more, once the... Towards the end of the tag team match, it started to really pick up. You know, we had the return of Chris Statlander. We had title changes and everything going like that. And then, of course, the Four Pillars match was crazy. And then, of course, the Anarchy of the Arena Part 2 with the music playing live and the craziness and the thumbtack and the foot and everything like that. It's just crazy. Crazy. Like I hope that they have a pay-per-view in Philly and they have an anarchy in the arena match, so I can witness that live. Because that felt like a good-ass time to just sit there and sing the songs and watch the craziness and things like that. So yeah, the pay-per-view ended up being good for me, but it just started off very poorly, which you know I was pretty sad about. They could have made a few changes to make it better. Like, we didn't really need the battle royale match or anything like that. We could have simply shortened it and had it, you know, a nice five, five, you know, five fatal five way match or anything like that. But yeah, it was just. It, it saved it at the end, though.
2: But hell, the battle royal to me yeah. was to us was the best match yeah, until yeah. the last two. So, yeah. you know, yeah. when
1: they, like when do you think they would give yeah. out a lyric sheet to wild things? So everyone knows, Liz. I know <laughs> <laughs> they should have the bouncing <laughs> ball <laughs> well, that like church, at like the like
3: bottom. They have to have the words at the bottom with the bouncing ball so we can all sing they along. Like like sang like across the arena, you know, yeah.
0: like through the yeah. crowd. That that yes.
2: I do love that they rehashed that, and sorry, bring, sorry, we keep holding up, Justin. God damn it. Love you, Justin. <laughs> Stop it. There is
0: no, yo, it is 1133 Central. It's Tim it King is 1233 dark. on the east side. Like, do you, do you think there is any sort of holdup going on right now? No, what we are going, you text Christ me and you one. said. You got any sort of Tim King after going on? And I said, we'll just pull it up and talk some AEW Dynamite. And whoever wants to hop on and come talk, let's talk, dude. And that is exactly what you gave the idea. I'm appreciative. Of I didn't think it was actually going to
2: happen. And then I'm like, oh, shit. And we've got you on the big TV here. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yo, you <laughs> want to make it happen?
2: And my a- roommate's trying to sleep. <laughs> oh, God, that's a
0: problem that I'm there, dude. Because He got the full TK yeah, yeah. intro and all. So I was full-blown yes. it. Um, but you're right, you're right, and JD. Uh, it, it was the last couple of matches were a fun show. I feel mm-hmm. you on the battle royale because I didn't like the booking of the participants
1: inside. Did of you battle bring
2: royale. Justin in already, or what? I won't. I will
1: I will the reason why, Justin, you haven't been brought in is because this is the Star Trek 5 of podcasts.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <is>. our favorite <laughs> line here.
1: And You know what?
0: Let's bring him in. All right, my boy, my tag team partner from the in-time wrestling podcast. Throw your ones up. Throw your two sweets up. It has been yeah. like a week too long because anytime I don't see your beautiful face, that's <laughs> <I'm
5: not> too sweet, <laughs> Oh, baby. Wow! I got to say it right now. The bloodline is now on your devices, ready to yes. penetrate your eyeballs and your earlobes.
4: <laughs> Let's go! So
5: Let's go! Hell yes! <laughs> Justin, how you feeling, man? How you been? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I was, I'm like I said, I'm with Brett with the whole, you know, weekend shows so far. Just kind of been like, man, but you know, especially for this double or nothing, that those last two matches absolutely saved that show astronomically. They were absolutely insane, incredible. Like I, I just can't even put the words. Like the the, the rest of the show just felt so so. Like we were just battle royal was fun then we hit a snag right after and then we had the tag match and it was just like oh this is it and then the ending of that was just like it picked up it was just like a roller coaster in the beginning and then we just blasted off with those final two rounds sure.
1: yeah not a lot of stakes i felt like in that like early mid card stuff you know? yeah, yeah. Not a lot of
2: stakes Everything similar to Night of Champions last night for me until the end felt very flat. You know, like, Tim, I was saying it on text earlier, like, AJ, Seth, to me, great work, good match, fine match. But, like, the drama wasn't there. The urgency wasn't there. And that's how this whole show tonight felt until the end. It's just, like, we're just kind of going through the motions. It's enjoyable, everything's around, like, a 3-3 three to three and 7-5 star range, but, like, nothing was really getting my heart going.
1: But in terms of, like, who wins and who loses, too, it's like, even for the anarchy in the arena match, as fun as it was, it's like, well... Blackpool wins, you know, but that doesn't really
2: like move the needle and, and well, in any significant way. It moves it down with cashier, baby. Yes, of yes, course. course. We, uh, yeah. it's yeah. awesome. Yes, according to but, my name, Mister News got it. Got to give all the credit. <laughs> Dan Bakley here because we've been talking about this shit for weeks, and it was something I hadn't thought about until yeah. he mentioned, but. He called the Takesha thing before yeah. me, before anyone I know, and uh, just got to put our boy over. But.
1: And, and really the most consequential match was like fucking Tony Storm, you know, like there was like yeah. a title change there. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like not not like a lot of more status quo, not a lot of like, you know, shifting or things like that, especially for their, you know, this is their big pay-per-view, right? Yeah, and uh, we
2: talked about it on our show, like when we were doing predictions, it felt pretty predictable, and, you know, there had to be a swerve. And I guess that was it. Jamie Hayter, you know, apparently being as a, injured. As opposed to the Strickland swerve, you know? Like,
1: uh... <laughs> <laughs> also, um, how about that Jeff Hardy botch on the pre-show? <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: I mean, I I, I'm not going to lie, I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't
0: see, I, I guess,
5: that yeah. I'll tell you this, that was... To get through watching that freaking buy in match, yeah, Jeff yeah. Hardy freaking like he tweaked his knee at one point and then he just kept trying to do all these high risk moves and he kept stumbling and falling all over the place. And yeah. Matt Hardy just looked freaking out like out of it, and Hook was like really the only drawing point to that whole thing. And it was just like he couldn't even save that, it was just yeah. a mess.
2: Yeah, wow. it really was.
1: It was. I
5: was I was
0: hoping for the Guns and Ethan Page to win. I don't know about, about you guys. I didn't want Hook to lose, but I was
2: hoping for the Guns and Ethan Page to win that match. Mm. Like Ethan, guns. Page. Fan of guns. Ethan Page still has the tightest tits in the game.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: he's a beautiful man. He yes. is. I saw him at Warrior
0: Wrestling for the first time. I, he was teaming with Josh Alexander as the North. Yeah. I walked in to that gym, and I was like, who the <laughs> fuck is this, dude? And he was the Impact Tag Champs at the time I wasn't following. And then, you know, I got invested, and I was like,
2: damn, dude. Yeah. Beautiful. Dude, I miss Josh Alexander. I do, too. That's a whole other thing.
3: I like the North. I think the issue with the pay-per-views is that both companies concentrated so much on one storyline that the rest of the the rest of the matches kind of felt like thrown together. You know, with WWE, they concentrated so much on the bloodline that, you know, we had, you know, Rhea and Nat, Natty thrown together. Um, Bianca and Asuka. They had some storyline going with them. Um, but their concentration was mainly on the bloodline and that whole match up there like aj styles and seth Ross, I mean, You could say because seth was filming that they kind of couldn't do much but it still felt like it was thrown together and then with no, no. tonight they put so much concentration on the anarchy and arena match with the reunion of the elite and then Takeshka and don collis and stuff like that and they did a little bit with the four pillars as well um but everything else felt like it was like thrown together i mean we had a little bit of storyline with jay with the jade and taya uh, yeah. matchup as well but everything else kind of like felt thrown together especially like with the the battle royale match as well um where we could have had like a really good match you know out of it we didn't need all 21 people in there you know in a battle royale we could have simply had a fatal four way or something like that Something real good to open up the show with, but you know, coming in and watching the battle royale, especially with Jay White kind of just like being there, you know, okay, it really didn't give us a reason to like care for the yeah. battle royale. You know, I mean, Big we kind Bill
1: of. Was tight, though I have to say, yeah. you know, Big Bill had a, like a good. Chunk. He did.
3: He did great in that match, but he could have. That, that could have been a fatal four-way with him in it. It could have been fact him. That Dustin Orange.
2: Rhodes outlasts Jay White is like know. actually. Criminal. Yeah. It's crazy. Now now they've done so
5: many. They just
2: threw all those people in that battle royal. And Orange Cassidy just beat them. Now who does Orange Cassidy face now? We talked this week. We kind of said, like, he's going to squeak by in this battle royal. He's been tired. That's been the gimmick. Like, his next defense, I think he's going to lose. Unless it's some, like, jobber or someone that shouldn't win. But, like, I think the the – time has come, and I'm glad he won because I didn't want him to lose it like this. Yeah. So maybe it is swerve, ultimately perhaps, but uh, yeah. I think the time is coming. Mm-hmm. But again, I'll reiterate, I've really enjoyed the Battle Royal compared to the rest of the show <laughs> before the last two matches. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's a bottom bottom four AEW pay-per-view Yeah, yeah.
4: still, yeah. but
2: like, like
1: lack of consequence and lack of, like... like But, like, the story that they were building toward of this, like, there was going to be no movement here. It was going to be, like, a build-up, status yeah. quo wins, and then, like... And uh, and then also, like, going to the next one. I mean, we're going to have two pay-per-views in a week. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, like, yeah. you know, can imagine that's where it would happen.
3: And you don't know, you
2: all you know? miss the Red Belt era of the TSC? I
3: love time. the Red Belt era.
2: Cody... Brody, <laughs> Brody, Brody Lee, Brody Lee, everything that was R-B. fun. R-B. yeah.
3: That's when the TNT Championship was really fun, you know, it, when yeah. it really meant something and it wasn't being played as hot potato. Like the Battle Royale felt as though they just wanted to throw as many people as they can on the pay per view just sure. to say mm-hmm. that they were on the pay per view, yep. and. I felt as though we could have got a uh, a better match for it. Like it was fun and everything with a lot of the matchups that we've seen with the Lucha Bros and everything like that. Um, but I felt as though for it to be the TNT champion, we could have had a legit feud coming into this fight because Darby. I mean, not Darby. Um, because um, Orange oh, Cassidy really didn't have a um. I'm sorry, the, the IC title. Um. Orange or Trash, he really never didn't had have a,
2: a feud, feud with this. Yeah,
3: Warlow didn't. No, no, yeah, exactly. Right or anything, it's just you know. been
2: match after match after match with, I'm fine with to an extent, but yeah. eventually it's like, let's give this man a story. But
1: also, his character doesn't like, you know, like get attached or like, oh, I'm going to feud with this person. Yeah. It's sort of like disinterest, you know. So, to feud with someone, you would have to have interest. Correct.
3: Yeah. So, I think man. what made them fall, I think what really messed them up was the fact that they gave him this undefeated streak and that, that they constantly gave him squash match at the squash match. To so, whereas though, it's pretty much like these one-off matches because, you know, I don't know if it's like maybe he need. well, he got Arn Anderson, but maybe he needs, <laughs> maybe he needs a, um, maybe he needs a mouthpiece or something like that, you know? in order to like handle some of these feuds. because some of these people can out talk him really. So no.
0: I think he needs I think I think Wardlow needs to go heal again and then rebuild back to where the crowd turns him face again. And like maybe he like I don't know kicks Art Anderson or something. He can power bomb him to fucking
2: kill him.
1: Shoots him with know, bam. Yeah right.
2: yeah, right. Where the fuck is Miro? Yeah. Like, let's get Miro. So I don't want to. He gives the Redeemer his championship back <laughs> when it
3: actually meant something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Can, I, can, can I ask anyone who can wants to? And so,
0: this is the question for Orange yeah. Cassidy, then. We mm-hmm. all, you guys, you guys just pretty much hit it on the head. Orange Cassidy really never had a feud over this international championship. No. What if he's really only feuded with. He's at the Jericho feud, but his main AEW feud has been with Pac. What if yeah. Pac comes back, whoops his ass, and just takes the belt? Is that it's something? You'd as be long cool as with? it
3: as long as it means something, like anybody can hold the belt, but like it it the belt has to mean something. It has to have a proper feud. Like we're going to continue to have like these. It feels like we're with the inter- internet, uh, the international title that we're just having like this open chat, this open challenge. Instead of having, like, a proper feud for the title holder to actually prove themselves as the champion, you know? Because we kind of have it with Wardlow, too. And even with Powerhouse Hobbs, they try to do something. Like, I wish Powerhouse Hobbs had a better title reign because once he became champion, it was about QT Marshall and, you know, QT TV. So, and he was was really good when he was going against uh, Ricky Starks. I wish he was champion. But once he became champion, it was just like, okay, he had the chase. Now we're gonna put him to the side for you know the situate for whatever with QT Marshall.
2: The right. TNT title used to feel like the Intercontinental felt. Like back yes. in the 90s. And now it's
1: wandering in the wilderness. Now it it's very pong, Bing, bong, so. bing yeah. bong, ting hot bong. Hot potato. And it's a permanent C story and a mid-card thing. Yeah, you know? he said that but, earlier. Yeah. Like it
2: used to be a B story and now it's a C yeah. or D story and just yeah. kind of meaningless. But yeah. Put some respect back on this. Get the red belt respect. Yes.
1: They, want, they want to put it on par with the TTPS title, which um at least that like rose to the occasion tonight. Like that was a, that was a thank God. Yeah.
3: It was really good. Yeah, it feels like just like the women's tag team belts is being used primarily for a story for the WWE. I mean, how WWE treats the women's tag team belts, where it's just like there or they use it for props in a storyline or something. Like right. there's no respect. On the title so when someone wins The title it don't even mean Like something like that anymore
1: no. Well and the wonder like Darby Allen's like beyond that you know like, Yeah,
2: yeah. Alright so um, take us Somewhere Tim
0: I thought we were chilling man we're, uh, we're talking <laughs> <about> the- <laughs> Why don't we talk about Why don't we talk about the TBS Championship right Let's move to the other side let's go to the women there's plenty of shit to talk about on the women's side of things. You got the TBS championship. We got the AEW women's championship. Let's go to the TBS championship. Jade Cargill defeated Tyum Valkyrie, which I thought Tyum might have had a chance until this afternoon where Jade was talking shit to Stat on Twitter. I was oh, like, really? All right.
2: yeah. I didn't I catch did not that. See, okay. So yeah, the, I just to butt in, I did not see that or was aware of it, but I've been saying for what felt like a year yeah. that. Chris needed to take it, and I said it seconds before she even came out, and then it, fuck, she came out, and yeah. Oh, and,
1: then we, and we crapped our pants when the bell rang because it was like, oh, Lord, this is a match. Yeah. yeah. literally
2: crapped our pants. Crazy.
0: Which was a total surprise because I, too, had said for a year that Statlander should have been the one to take it off Jade. I was That's saying on the live stream, Stat will be showing up. I thought it was because what Jade said earlier that your body's made of glass, you know, I'll fucking destroy you, basically, is what she said. And then statue just shows up, and like yeah. you said, you grabbed your pants. We grabbed our pants. I was like, what? a fucking match. I so, thought yeah. maybe
3: Taya would get the win.
2: How did this match come about? Because like I said, we didn't hear. Like, did they announce, so, like, yeah. we're having a no, match? didn't, so, didn't
3: it. seem like it. it. was straight up Mania 9 all over again. It's just so like, we ring still, the bell. Still, like,
5: or, uh, Mark Sterling. Sterling,
3: Sterling you you know, stuff.
0: J.D., you know, Brett loves Hulk Hogan. It's his favorite wrestler <laughs> of all time.
3: Mania Nine turned me on Hogan. That was the first time I actually witnessed. JD hates Hogan too,
0: so you guys could be a Hogan
3: (laughs) hater. Hogan
0: club, whatever you (laughs) want to be together.
2: Hogan. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like late eighties Hogan promos, say your prayers, eat your vitamins is great. WCW Hogan is an atrocity. Atrocity to the (laughs) wrestling business. Him taking the belt off of Yokozuna at WrestleMania Nine after Bret Hart dropped it. Atrocity. Um, yes. He's a peckerhead. He's a peckerhead, yeah. <laughs> and he's got a small pecker because he got outed by Gawker. So, <laughs> <laughs> Brain Buster Boys unplugged, baby. Yeah. On the there Tim King is. after wow. Dart Show. Well,
1: I have seen, seen Hogan wrestle in person. Yes, so you have. have yeah.
2: Censored 99. The first yes. blood match that took a a million million in blood, yeah. yep, yep. Is
0: that against Billy Kidman? No, against Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Oh, when it still meant something.
1: No, it's shit, no. Yeah, no by 99, nine by
2: 99, it didn't mean shit. to
1: nine year old me it meant a whole lot. Yeah, you know, but like,
2: like even though they bled a million times before the first blood match was called. Yeah, I remember or... when we
1: brought signs to it too, and we brought one that said Hogan fears Rogan. Oh, dude, I, I know we talked
2: about this, but I had one at a house show in ninety-eight that said Hogan is the president of the hair club for men. So yeah, <laughs> we has been on the same wavelength long before we knew. Yeah. Him. That's awesome. All right, J- Justin, tell, just say something. I love you. Tell us something. <laughs> yeah, we're all I, sitting here yeah. chatting it up. Third, third yeah, think our podcast
1: is Star Trek 5 podcast.
5: <laughs> we got to get yeah, it. I was surprised as well. Like, I didn't expect Stat to come back. I didn't I didn't see anything about what TK was talking about, about Jade talking shit. So I'm going into this fucking completely blind and. I was one that just kept saying, "Listen, I don't know when Stat's coming back. Nobody knows when Stat's coming back. Why are we just keep? Why do we keep playing the waiting game? Just pull the freaking trigger on somebody who's absolutely like deserving to like do it on Taya, but they didn't do it on Taya. So I was like, okay, so now what are we gonna do here? And then Stat came out, and holy shit, Chris Statlander, man,
1: I mm. love that one." It is, and like Honeyghan's like not great at juggling this whole roster. Right? I feel like, you know, like it's just sort of you know.
2: <laughs> Boy, it was great to see her, and uh, I know my my source in AEW <laughs> that told me awesome. that she was uh starting to train a couple months ago, and you know on the comeback trail, but we hadn't heard or seen mm-hmm. shit. And again, we were flabbergasted. And again, that's when this show really turned tonight. And man, I feel like before she got hurt again, because like she's had multiple injuries, like she was really coming into her own with that new character, kind of more dominant, badass. So like, bring it the fuck on. And
1: and also, this is great for Jade Cargill too, because like I think like Jade has like a lot that like she could like do and be, but. Like you know, before this she was the sixteen zero undefeated person, yeah. and I'm so badass. And now it's like needed a change. Yeah, like yes. I think like like like, like, like gonna like like Jay can grow from this in a very. How does like, she respond? Yeah, you know, because yeah.
2: yeah. first off, I feel like she's been stuck on Rampage, which no one watches because she why has been. She yeah, she pig has slop. been. It is pig slop, um, unfortunately, but like. Every time you'd see her, it's the same bullshit. And it's, you know, there's not really a true feud. You never believe she's going to lose. Like, I didn't think Taya was going to win. She didn't. I've always said, Statlander, 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 Statlander. And I'm glad they swerved us with that. Um, because, again, going through predictions initially, it's like this show's in need of a swerve. And uh, that was uh, yes. quite exciting. You at
1: the Strickland variety. Correct, correct. <laughs> <And> was, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah, swerved
0: correct. off me. Justin, how'd you feel about the Tony Storm win over Jamie Hayter?
5: I don't. I think it sucks, really. In here, in a in I think Jamie didn't beat the title, and it just sucks that it came down to, you know, her having to lose it via injury.
2: Totally. I think that's the part that makes it really shitty. Especially really, really with shitty. Wembley looming as well. What if she wins it back in Wembley? Yeah in
0: front of six you know the chase is better that's august 27th It's three months sure That's a long
2: time but it's still you know the state of the women's division which i feel like we've been talking highly about a couple months ago mm-hmm. is now yeah. just like oh we're just back to tony storm to jamie Hader, back to tony storm back to jamie Hader. Black-
0: okay. Black- but we were just talking about jade not too long ago so, JD, we were talking about Jade needs a refreshing character. Could mm-hmm. Jade, inst- I've been saying it from day one. This feud needs Jade, and we're going to five on five blood and guts. I know Bright, you're like, keep her the fuck away. I've said it since day one. She needs to be OG all day. I'm you good with that. that.
3: Yeah, well, first of all, I love Jade Cargill. So I am very biased towards her. I feel they'll give her all the titles, everything. Um, but I do feel as though she needed something new. I mean, she's a very marketable person, like I said, on the um, watch along. I like any non-wrestler would see her and say, who's that? And that's immediately a great marketing point for AEW. And so I feel as though someone like that, like, yeah, give her the title. I felt as though she didn't really deserve to be on TBS. Nobody watches TBS. Like TBS gets thrown around to different time slots different days and stuff like that it's not like really that important so i feel as though she should be more on dynamite i feel as though don't give her the title just yet i uh, feels like even though she was tbs champion and on rampage she's been on rampage this whole time so the audience that simply just watches dynamite probably don't know her too well except for the times that they threw her on dynamite versus the people who, you know watch Which every feels single like show it's been
2: forever since exactly she's been on dynamite, and when she yeah. was like, I remember it was the one maybe one it was one live show I was, it was at. Good.
3: Yeah. At some it was a squash, point. right? Yeah, it was and like it, a squash. When it was
2: like a promo when they had who Little Bow Wow. Yeah. It was all that little yes. Bow Wow bullshit that they did. It's like, yes, what are we doing here? When she cut her teeth on the Shaq and Cody shit,
1: which know, was actually was, good. Yeah, yeah, that was one, yeah. Uh,
2: you know what, episode 14. Yeah yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, a lot of people forgot about about that. So I feel as though you bring her on the dynamite and rebuild her. Put her in an actual feud. Don't stop putting her in these squash matches and stuff sure. like that. I feel as though she's not going to build wrestling wise or even character wise if bet. you just constantly put her on squash matches. Put her in a
2: feud with Orange Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: got an idea. Let's, let's,
1: let's put her a feud with Kenny Omega.
3: <laughs> <You>
2: know, <laughs> we're just saying
3: Orange needs a feud. She yeah, we say Orange needs a feud. But
2: yeah, it's, I feel
3: as though put in Bigger a
0: than Orange Cassidy, so. She well, no, Orange fans. Cassidy is the greatest thing in AEW. No bullshit. In I, I do weekly power rings in AEW. I only keep Max the top because Max has like been there weekly and he has built the four pillars. For him. you know what? No, let's get back away from the women and let's go back to how this fucking match wasn't the fucking main event. Oh, yes. they have <laughs> built this match yes. as the mother fucking main event for how how long exactly months months. we're the main event we're the main event we're the main event justin how many times did we speak about how many times i say they're not the main event it can't be the main event how are they going to be the main event when the elite and the bcc are on the show you're going to put brian kenny hangman max young bucks claudio and wheeler all in one match and call the four pillars the main event they booked it as the main event. I said, you're going to sell pay-per-views? Is that as your main event? They sold the pay-per-view Is that as the main event.
3: And, and then they, they did fucking us. deliver. That is the main event. You have confidence. What? Well, Why? Just, There's Tony no confidence. You have a
2: ding-dong, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! Yeah. Tony Khan did <laughs> more than like... us
5: tonight. Yeah. It almost feels like they, like they did. You guys have
0: something just in my big but, but J.J. Oh,
2: J.J. Yeah.
5: It almost feels like they didn't even believe the story was, big and was bigger than the BCC stuff. Great point. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. And at the it's last like, second, they're like, out. all right, we got these guys. They're bigger stars. Let's put them in the main event. But God damn it, the Met, and I texted Tim. I'm like, I hope this gives them a chip on their shoulder to fucking save this show because it mm-hmm. sorely wow. needed it. And they sure did. So I'm glad. It, ultimately, it worked out the way that it did. But like yes. those guys, still should have been the main event. I feel because they yeah. would have delivered.
3: They definitely would have deliver. delivered. And it kind of it kind of shows that these are your AEW originals, like. This is your opportunity to say, like, these are our boys and they are good enough to be main event. Like, if all the ex AWE people were to leave and we're left with the AW originals, like, we're still strong. You know, so <laughs> it's gonna be a all travel, right
0: if you walked in at a time of venting, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> it
3: feels like like they should have been main event. Like, if they were afraid of because I, uh, what we had talked about, if they were afraid of all the chaos that was in the ring, you could add the finish of the anarchy in the arena match, end up on the uh ramp or backstage or something like that, and just clean up the damn and just clean up the mat, and you could still have. The four pillars in the main event and show everyone like all these people who sit there and say all you do is get these xwe guys this that and the third and say like hey our originals are just as strong as these people in the anarchy in the arena match was the anarchy and arena match very fun yes but i feel as though those two matches were very strong you could easily have the four pillars as the main event and i feel as though tony khan showed that he didn't have the faith in those originals to be able to really hold up the standard of a main event against the Anarchy in the Arena. And, and, it's, and they could have, exactly. It was a great match. It yeah. was, they really showed a lot of great and unique offense moves that they did and everything like that. All four men was great and like Sham- they, it was built as a main event and it was just some, it was some things that they did during the build for this match that was like a bit weird like with uh, Jungle Jungle Boy going against Roosh and Roosh like completely yeah, dominating cool. him. You yeah. put Darby yeah. Allen in the tag team match with uh, match. Orange Orange Cassidy. It was a great match. But, but it's like exactly if you had told me that Jack Perry was going to be in the title match, I wouldn't believed you. He I would have thought that Roosh
5: skate. was that Even the swerve, even the whole thing about you know, oh we we're, we're not going to possibly have a fatal four way by having Sammy win this mini tournament. To be right. make it a one-on-one and then just be like, we're still getting a fatal four-way Like that yeah. was the point of that.
0: Yo, Justin, so that is-
5: Justin, let me ask
0: you then.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And it just kind of hit my head right now. What if this match would we all said we needed something to fucking really pop this show? The show sucked to start. What yes. if this match opened the show? And not not the title match. Anarchy in the arena opened the show. You got yep. the crowd hot. You got yep. us hot, hot. Yep. And then the the pillars match ended the show. That's probably what they should have
4: done. That uh, I
0: just would have worked it would maybe but the rest of the so card,
3: important. yeah, the card would have still would have dipped down cuz like we all said once the ta- like for you guys it was the last two matches for with me and Tim we were saying that towards the end of the tag team match and on was pretty good. So it's like you would have had like a great opening and a great finish and then we would have said like the rest of the card like would have dipped a bit, so. Mm-hmm. It, but I uh,
2: kind of, I kind of get what Tim's saying. Yeah. Like maybe that would have given the performers a little yeah. more juice. Sure. You yeah, know, like, that's true. The crowd is that hot from the opening match, and like mm-hmm. you go out and like, how do we follow that?
3: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: What yeah, would you all true. take?
5: Uh, last year's very
2: bloated double or nothing, or this year? That's a great question. Mm. Yeah, last year's double or nothing. It was, was, like very long and bloated. Like fourteen um, matches on the main roster, something like what that. What was the
0: main event of that again? Oh, your uh, fucking
2: now. boy beating my fucking boy. That's what
0: I thought. Punk over Mox, right?
2: Suck off. Or Punk
0: over Hangman, right? <laughs> yeah, that's when Punk won the belts over Hangman.
2: Yeah, it is, Dick.
0: And then he and then he hurt himself, like a. Fucking oh, then he ruined the whole thing afterwards. Yeah, yeah, idiot. Yeah. Oh, he's fragile, fragile as fuck. Yeah, I Where's remember.
4: my
2: stone? Yeah.
3: Oh, that was the Owen Hart one, too. That was when yeah. we had Brit yeah. and Adam Cole win the Owen Hart Which, tournament.
2: It was brought back this time. With the know? opening yeah. ceremonies, then yeah. no one fucking remembers that last year. Like, yes. Bro, can I
5: just be freaking honest here? That hey. whole opening ceremony thing was awkward. Listening to Martin talk and trying
3: to like the
1: crowd and head on,
2: you know? Like, yeah. Two nostrils silly. full of coke. Yeah. He's
3: so he's such a fan. Like it, it amazes oh, me that he is affiliated Mark. with a whole football team the way that he is. Like, <laughs> sir. Like, you right. act like you're so new to management. Cowboy
5: hat. And I'm like, what is this? I think him, Bo-
0: t- him trying to get that hug from her for like oh my 30 gosh. seconds
5: was so he awkward. was cheek to fucking cheek hug. Like, that's a, <laughs> <"This laughs> a gift, nerd.
2: posed Bo- like, a Great question. This year's double or nothing versus last year's. Like, I think they are arguably the two worst non COVID pay per views AEW has done.
0: What else? Yeah, what see. other? What other than Punk and Hangman was on there? Was it? So the so opener, it the Owen which, Hart. yeah. The Go opener, ahead. which
2: I hated, was Wardlow squashing MJF. Mm-hmm.
0: There it was. That With, Wardlow was never hotter. That's exactly. he's been killed.
2: He's, he still shouldn't have squashed him. I understood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I the do Hardys do. versus the Young Bucks. Meh. Jade versus Anna J. House of Black <laughs> versus Death Triangle. That was good. That Adam was good. Versus yeah. Samoa Joe. Britt versus Ruby. Men of the Year and Paige Van Sant. Where'd she go other than just doing OnlyFans shit with uh, Mandy Rose? Ver- yep. Versus That's Frank and doing. Sammy, and Ty Conti. This is terrible. So weird. Kyle O'Reilly right, versus Darby right. was a good nine-minute match. Thunder Rose Serena Deeb. JS versus Blackpool Combat Club or Anarchy in the Arena. Obviously great. Um, and then Jurassic Express, Swerve in Our Glory, CM Punk, Hangman.
0: I feel like that was a better show, obviously, for reasons, you know, I've obviously
2: got some reverse bias here about Sam Punk, Mm -hmm. but uh, I think ending the show tonight on such a high note will make me remember it a little more fondly, but I will never forget about having casuals here and being like, damn, this should be way better. But we, again, Mm -hmm. we still had a great time. Like, it wasn't, it was a very fine show. And still mm-hmm. better than your average WWE pay-per-view of most years. Not the last year and a half. Um, now, here's the question. You, what? What's the better show? Double or Nothing or Night of Champions? Because to me, they both were like pretty underwhelming with very strong endings. Minus Brock and Cody. Because I thought that was absolute dog shit. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll probably take... I'm gonna take Double or Nothing. I do more, but uh, I, feel like I, I feel like I personally
5: enjoyed more on Double or Nothing. Yeah, than I did Night of Champions. Like Night of Champions just had the Roman stuff, and that's yeah. the stuff that did it for me. Like other than that, you had like Rollins win the world title, easily predictable. And again, you're gonna you're putting a lot of you're gonna have to do a lot for that world title to even to get people it to felt stop. Like it meant nothing. At this point, like mm-hmm. Cody and Brock was absolute
2: fucking disaster. I can't. shit. I'm you. over that. Shit. I am over that. I'm so I'm still aggravated with that whole Thank thing. You. One star. I texted Tim. I'm like this is negative <laughs> star shit right here. I was like, really? Because I enjoyed it. I was like,
0: really?
5: Like Becky down, Church. Down. I thought their match was solid for a feud that's been pretty freaking lackluster. They had a pretty dang solid match. Yeah. The Zoe Stark thing, I'm confused with. I don't know how I You're feel not about right. that yet. I'm not, I don't know how I feel about that, dude. I'm confused on that whole thing because all I'm feeling with that whole thing is just we put Zoe with Trish because Zoe can't get reactions. So here's a way to get her a reaction. Like, I,
3: yeah, I'm waiting for them the to story. explain that one on, on, uh, wrong, yeah, but yeah, so, um, but.
5: I'm going. Okay. I'm going. I'm going double or nothing over Night of Champions because I feel like, like I said, I enjoyed more like Stat coming back, the the Pillars Fatal Four Way, Anarchy in the Arena, the the, the craziness that was the freaking Battle Royal, the the ending bit of the tag title
2: match. Like I feel like I enjoyed more on Double or Nothing than I did Night of Champions. Mm-hmm. I was very, like, un- disappointed. Not on un- Like, I was disappointed by both, honestly. And I've been very hot. Like, I'm someone who was kind of anti-WWE for a few years there, and I'm, like, fully back on board. And I think they've been great this year. But this one, for me, like, just didn't really click. You know, like I said, Seth and AJ, I compare it to the Best of the Super Juniors final today. I know it's a weird comparison, but it's like, You've got stakes. You've got a prize at hand. This should be a big fucking deal. And Who so, won that?
0: Teton or uh, Watto?
2: Master Watto. As he should have. I assumed in good, good, crazy final, which makes it even right. better. You know, everyone, myself included, thought and wanted El Desperado versus Mike Bailey, and they swerved us, and we went Teton, oh. Master Watto. But like the crowd and the performers, like it felt like the biggest deal ever. And it was electric. And, like, I know WWE New Japan, they're very different. And I certainly prefer New Japan. But I just felt with this new title, you've got Seth and AJ, two guys we know who can fucking work. And they did. And it was a Mm. fine match. But it just didn't really get to anywhere near a point where it felt, like, very important. You know, like, for the inaugural championship. She didn't get there for me, but uh, do yourselves a favor and watch the best of the Super Juniors final from this morning because me, oh, my. It's two guys that, like, are, like, mid-carters that went out and the crowd was going nuts, and they Mm -hmm. fucking lived up to that standard. Um, But, yeah, I'll go double or nothing as well, but, like, barely. Barely. Like, Mm -hmm. Again, I I had a good time watching both shows, but I expected a little more. Both had some good shit. Neither had like anything that was really abominable, by any means. Um, fucking Micah and Derek were saying that uh, the Adam Cole Jericho match is like one of the worst in AEW history. Like I don't believe that. I thought it was, it was fine, you know. But um, yeah, I'll go double or nothing by a nose. But uh, JD Tim, what do you guys think?
0: JD, what you got?
3: Um, so the thing is, when it comes to WWE, I have low expectations. With AEW, I have high expectations because yeah. I've seen what AEW can do. I was slightly disappointed with the pay per view tonight because what we had—it um, was all you know, all, with All Out and other pay per views. You only have pay per views four times a year, you know, so you have a lot more time <laughs> between the pay per views to really. <laughs>
2: Until later this summer when there'll be a did <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> But yeah like
3: Apologies. you have more time To but really yeah. build up the pay-per-view And you have more time to really Build up them dream matches like you have Access to a lot of people In other different companies and you Have access to be able to create all these Dream matches and stuff like that So I have high expectations for AEW Because they show me that they could really put on Some very good pay-per-view time matches and time and time You again. know And it's like from bell to bell. I remember, like, um, I had told Tim it was an all out where bell to like from bell to bell, like, all matches were great. They had like a match of like Paul White versus uh, QT Marshall, which I was even fine with. And I was even fine with that because that was a It's the Beaumont brand classic. Yes. Yes. Like, that was even fine because it was, like, a cool-off match, you know? It was like, okay, that's fine. We needed that match to, like, get to the main event, you know? So I was fine with that. But I have high expectations for AEW because I'm, like, you guys can show, like, you can put on really good matches and everything like that. So for us... Like for that like match for every- was, like,
2: the in-between of, like, Darby and CM Punk and, like, Kenny and Christian, which, yes. again, not the greatest main event, but solid, but, like, Born. the ultimate piss-break match. Yes. But it is, it's become a running, running gag on our show. Yes. With us, especially.
1: Well, it's also submitted Tony Khan's status as a peckerhead. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But yeah, like I always refer to that pay per view because I was like, they legit put that on there just to like cool off, go do what you need to do before we come to this match that you all been waiting for. So I have high expectations for AEW because they can do that. Like you could put on very good pay per views to where as though we're popping and things like that. And then watching tonight, like um, it really felt like some matches really felt like WWE. Like they were very slow. There wasn't like any excitement. It felt like the match was done. Just like these matches, some of these matches felt like it was there just to be done. Like Mm -hmm. let's get through the motions. Let's get through this match so we can continue on. Like the Jericho versus Chris uh, versus Adam Cole. Like I didn't feel the intensity. Like the way that they built up this match. This match should have been intense. Like, exactly even with Sabu Which in it was, Who was it, only I in there from that. the beginning Like this sure, was pretty really much The equivalent the to the person that. who got
5: killed really off put in the the center. Center. You yeah. guys Why all remember I put in the, chat. The, all, the two things immediately Right off the bat that I did not yeah. like about that match know, was, that. Yep. was The fact that the focus wasn't even On Jericho or Adam Cole in the beginning yeah. And Sabu was just a waste to even be there Because he literally was just there and then left
3: yeah. He fell from a top rope, yeah, and that was that. He did throw chairs they, at people, you know, but I didn't, they didn't get the connection to it. ADT. And then we had one of the
5: most, ta- like the, like- the most tame unsanctioned matches I've ever seen. <laughs>
3: it was. I feel like three
2: quarters of the AEW pay-per-views that have happened are, like, some of the 25 best pay-per-views ever. You know, like, they're yeah. that good. So the, the bar is that it's high. high. We, don't, we don't set the bar. We are the bar. Yeah. <laughs> um, But we all, tonight was so far from that bar And it did, mm-hmm. like Bo mentioned earlier Reminded me of Double or Nothing from last year Where that mm-hmm. one was super bloated And just yeah. long and kind of meaningless And we know AEW can always deliver great matches yeah. And mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. why I love it Sorry, Bo
1: Their stories seem to culminate in full gear More than Double or Nothing But they do treat do- oh, God, look, look, like <laughs> but uh, the uh, stories do culminate more at a uh, double or nothing what a view. Or, or at full gear a lot more than double or nothing even though double or nothing is promoted as their big like you know you talk about how that's their
2: like wrestling you know yeah, yeah it's their first five. one their first pay-per-view. full gear full if you fun. look at all the full gears they're all like the best pay per views and, and that's yeah where the
1: stories culminate yeah. You know? yeah you're right
2: and the last. The last two double or nothings have been poopy. Um, and But yeah. 2021, which was like the first kind of come out of COVID, was awesome. It was. Um, but yeah, Full Gears is the best AEW pay per view. That's what I'm that saying. Yeah. Yeah. And,
3: and so to the, answer the question, like, so I have low expectation for WWE because they have shown us time and time again that they just. But they just throw crap on there. So I was pleasantly surprised with what we saw with 90 Champion yesterday. I was happy that Asuka won. Um, Rhea Ripley dominated the match, which she should have anyway. Like it would have made zero sense for Natty to get like actual offense in there going. That should have been um,
2: Brock and Cody, though, in my opinion. I haven't seen well, it that. That so, should have been the squash.
3: It should have been. But of course, you know, Cody had to be Cody. So. Yeah, he I hasn't... have my issues with that. I'm oh, a... I, you know, I, I, I get the whole
1: thing. Dude. Yeah, I get yeah, it. I like understand.
3: I, I have I issues that. with Cody yeah. since AEW. So things Man, that he I... does ticks me off. So I was all
2: on the Cody train until last night, and now I'm <laughs> very. I was it. on oh, the. I was on the Cody train. On AEW.
5: I was on the Cody train in AEW. I jumped off the Cody train in AEW. I jumped back on. I didn't. I didn't jump immediately back on the Cody train when he got the WWE again. And then I jumped back on the Cody train when he got to this point. And now I'm jumping
2: back Cody. off of because I'm so <laughs> disappointed.
1: Well, I think with I, like the whole like pull, like pull myself up by my bootstraps, like earning it, like clashes with the nepotism part of it. You know, I think that's like the elephant in the room here. You know, like, and I think. Yeah, you know, you're really going to have to, like, go out to, like, tell that story. Last you know, night yeah. to me,
2: again, even in a loss, felt way too much like 2008 to 2012 super Cena shit.
4: Yes. And I think that's
0: what they're trying for, though. Like, that's what they're trying for. But why? They literally, when Brock came, came back and beat that ass. Why?
4: You no,
0: know, I was in the crowd for that at 2013 Extreme Rules, all right? Yeah, that when was Brock came, When Brock came back and beat Cena's ass the way, he did doing the same thing to Cody. Cena put Cody over. He gave him the rub. He's trying to make Cody super. So I'm Cena. talking
2: pre that with John Cena, like 2008 to 12, when like he would just win every time. No matter, he beat Brock odds. that match. He beat Brock that match. He lost Summer SummerSlam,
0: but he beat Brock at Extreme Rules. Brock beat that ass 22 Germans. Bloody fucking Cena still won the match John Cena.
2: So last night again i had worked all week closed late nights was ready to just sink into some fucking wrestling and I'm like I'm going to mm-hmm. sit here I'm going to watch Night of Champions I'm ready. WWE's been awesome. It's just like mid 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 and I get to that match and it's like all right this and after the squash which I'm like all right I guess this isn't going to be a squash but like let's not get super Cody here. Of and course. Super Cody realized that once he could use his cast as a weapon, his arm stopped hurting.
3: Yeah, miracle finisher, finisher,
2: finisher, finisher. Pass out from a Kamora. <laughs> How about, Cody. Like you don't no. need to be that protected. Your arm's broken. Mm-mm. Who passes out well, from? It almost felt like they were
5: trying to recreate the whole torn pack thing. They house, are.
3: So. Yes. WWE yeah. loves that's to recreate things. That to That's
5: me it was uh, just annoys that the means. shit out of me because I still come off as every time I see it, I go, everybody's on this Cody needs adversity stuff.
2: This is the but, wrong adversity.
5: Yeah, I, I don't even think he needed the adversity. He already had his adversity beforehand. And basically, when you look at it this way, Roman's on God mode, as they say. If he's on God mode, you want somebody that's absolutely untouchable as well to be in there with him as well. You don't want somebody that's been like, well, I had to struggle going through this. I got struggle going through this. You need somebody that's literally going to be like, I got through here and I'm on your ass and I'm coming for you. Not somebody who's been like, well, I couldn't get by that guy. I couldn't get by that guy. Like, it's a well- complete different. It feels completely different now with Roman. Like Everybody's saying, like, if, if back then, it's like, you want adversity, cool. But right now, when you got Roman on a level that nobody can freaking touch him, when you get somebody on that level, you got to keep them there. You can't give them some kind of, like, roadblock where it's going to be like, it's going to bring them down again.
2: So you think Cody should have won? I mean, I guess most do, but
3: no i don't think he should have won this is the thing with the reason why they're booking cody like this is because we they don't have a replacement cena and they feel as though they have it now with cody the way that people pop for him especially with the torn pec and everything like that they want to keep it going like we've seen it with cena that he just continues to why do you
2: have to do it the same way as cena like i feel like cody came in that's what they do I, like I,
3: WWE recreates, they still redo I, I, do the Montreal screwdrop. That's all that they know. They don't know how to do a lot of original stuff. Like the bloodline, no. the bloodline storyline was pretty much like one of the most original things they came up with for, for, for a while. Oh, they usually the redo things, things over and over <laughs> again. And unfortunately, it's because they have the casual crowd that they'll cheer for they'll they know okay, we cheer for the baby face, we boo the heel. Like and they go to different cities as usually the kids with the parents who don't really pay attention to shit. And so it's people like us who like knows what's going on. And we like, yo, we're, we're tired of this. And yeah. it don't sometimes it don't work because as we see, they go to a different city. Cody gets cheered. Everybody does the well when he does his entrance and stuff like that. He comes out and does the fucking. So what do you guys want to talk about? That crowd pops for it. They go to another city. That crowd pops for it. So they're able to get away with redoing the same thing over and over again because they constantly are put in front of a different audience who didn't experience it the, from last week, who are so in, happy. In JD, if I better. could add to that, yeah.
0: and again, I, I get Brett, why do they need to recycle it? We all here have faced the fuck Cody, let's go Cody. We have to understand that this crowd is going to turn on Cody at some point. But it's yes. not going to be the whole crowd that turns no. on Cody. And yes. WWE might not want to turn Cody heel. They might want to yeah, have that, let's go, Cody. Cody sucks. And we know that Cody sucks is coming. So For sure. maybe they don't want
5: to. It's already based base like, kind of start. Because look at all the yeah. time Brock beat him up, and they and were chanting imagine one more time, until it goes one to WrestleMania more time. Right.
4: Yeah.
0: And we're going to go to 40. By mm-hmm. the time we get to 40, we're going to be 65-35. Let's go, Cody. Cody sucks. Whereas at this WrestleMania, we had 97-3. to 3. Let's go, Cody. In- Wait.
2: Aren't we talking about AEW, though? No, we're AEW. just talking about AEW. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm
3: being. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm being oh, we were
0: making the I, know, I, the JD, I want to get, get your answer really quick because I want to answer so, overall, what was the better show? Double or nothing or that's, Night of Champions? That's how
3: it came up. If I'm we're talking it. overall, because I was going to go through match-to-match match with Night of Champions, that's how we kind of got on this. If we're talking overall from start to finish, I would say Night of Champions. If they fixed, a, if AEW had fixed a couple of things that happened with the show, like the finish to the Jericho and Adam Cole, like I, I might be a little forgiving because it felt like Jericho was actually injured, so they had to call it audible to that. But if they just fixed the, a couple of the ways that things went down for some of these matches, the intensity that we know that is there, it could have easily have went to double or nothing. But I was the overall, I would say, night of champions.
2: Tammy or the only yeah, one around
0: So I I understand all of your points, and I definitely get where Justin and Brett are coming from with Double or Nothing. And JD, your point specifically of what you expect more from AEW. Mm -hmm. I expect more from AEW. I expected this show to be great from start to finish. My overall score at the end of the night for our watch-along was an 8.25 for the show. So a B-minus, basically. Going off of – and I look at big moments of the show – Takeshka Jordan and BCC was fucking huge. Statlander coming back winning that belt was huge. Tony Stern winning that belt was huge. I don't see very many other huge moments on this show. I look over at the other show, Night of Champions. When I left that show, that's why, Brett, when you were sending me these messages last night, I was like, wow, this is perplexing because I was sitting here like my man, uh, my travel cheat see, let was put up, and I was like, Night of Champions is fucking amazing, dude. Like, I had it as an 11 out of 10 when I left to watch-along. I wow. always call it – yeah, and, and I'll run it – I'll rip it right quick. Oh, and first of all, when I'm going to watch-along with my boys, I was with the Tribal Chief and Dirt Chief Dan. Had a great time and watching it. I was with the
2: boys tonight and wasn't for Night of Champions. So, yeah, yeah that certainly plays into it.
0: I mm-hmm. No, tonight I was with JD and Dom. It was a, fun, it was a very, very fun night as well. It was mm-hmm. just, you know, the show. You know, I graded throughout the show. It just kind of happened to be how it went. It was a 7.25 that got graded up to an 8.25 because I was chilling with friends. I digress. Um, I called this shit like a 10 out of 10 yesterday, and I'm going to rip quickly why. First, Um, yeah, first match, Seth and AJ, it kind of felt like a New Japan match. It started slow, and it built up as it went. I get it. You had no expectations in your head that AJ Styles was going to win that match, but that shouldn't demean the fact that the match was actually good. Go back. I said from the start, I said they're going to give this to 12.35. They're going to give it 20-something minutes. They gave it 22 minutes. Exactly. Very good back-and-forth match. AJ got his moments in. Seth sold like crazy, crazy calf crushers, like back-and-forth, inside the ring, outside the ring, submissions. It was a slow methodical to a fast-paced slow methodical. Saudi crowd was into it. They were booing Seth, cheering Seth, booing AJ, Mm -hmm. cheering AJ. I loved it. That was good. Then – Trish and Becky, you're two of the top five women of all time. And sure, Trish ain't hitting all her spots, but
2: she doesn't need to hit all of her spots. highlight was Becky's Kill Bill outfit. Which was awesome. They both looked fantastic. My favorite movie of all time.
4: Yeah,
0: they both looked great. The match Mm -hmm. itself was fine. And the Zoe Stark moment at the end of it, I'm a huge Zoe Stark fan. Going all the way back to when she debuted in NXT, I was like, who the fuck is this? She is a fucking beast. And with the right booking, and the right like the right backing behind her, she could be it. Yeah. Give her the fucking rub with Trish. Okay, that's a nice start. Love that. The I, wouldn't, and little, match? I
2: wouldn't. I wouldn't mind a little rub with Trish. <laughs>
4: Everybody I mean, would. Well, I don't think any of us would. Honestly, uh, yeah. yeah, we're all yeah. lying. No one, we're no all one alive. in would. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> These are uh, right, all
0: adults. But the Gunther and Ali match. All right. That was the worst match on the show because Rhea and, and Natalia did what it did. The squash was good. If the Gunther and Ali match was the worst match on the show, then I'm with it. That was a very, very
4: solid match. And that and half
0: minutes. Dude, that for eight and a half minutes. Was fucking Thank you. Thank you. So that match was, that much was solid. And then, was and then we had Cody and Brock which I, I get I get why you, you don't like Cody and Brock. I do agree. Brock should have won in the squash. I said it. I said the same thing. Brock should kill him. Cody coming out, though, and being the, the one on the offense the whole time, I was a big Lex Luger fan. He had the fucking <laughs>
4: in his forearm or in his elbow. Okay? Oh so
0: he always used it. So Cody using the loaded fucking – the loaded cast reminded me of something Dusty would book, and I'm like, I'm with it, all right? So, yes. He's like, I could use it, and then, fuck, I used it too much, and it hurt. The passing out wasn't from the arm. It was just from the overall beating of the pain that he took. So, again, I'm with it. We'll go to SummerSlam, and Cody will beat Brock and continue on his way because he's going to wrestle in Money in the Bank, not get it. Brock will come, whoop his ass, cost uh, him getting the Money in the Bank. We'll how have that match, are? the finale of it at SummerSlam. Yo, <laughs> know, Bianca and Asuka? Was fantastic. The storytelling inside that match, the mist in the hand over the eyes. Are you fist fucking me? Perfect storytelling. Ending was great. In the main yeah. event, in the main event was fucking Chef's kiss of fucking storytelling. All right, the, the best great. storytelling since the NWO and the Attitude era. Best storytelling since the fucking Monday Night Wars is the Bloodline, and we got to witness that dead on yesterday. So, at the end of the day, it is Over there. Night of Champions. Excited. That was the amazing show that won the weekend for me. And they were both. So, so the
3: my issue, too. But-
0: and that's fair, brother. <laughs> I'll raise my glass of
2: wine, I guess, too. <laughs> <laughs> the, best, the best of the Super Juniors final.
1: Well, yeah. when well, 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 did my birthday beat all uh, three of them? And me, Bo's so. birthday on Thursday. Happy birthday. early birthday,
0: Bo. Late, no, birthday. late birthday, baby. Oh, yeah. well, happy late birthday. Late birthday. Happy late birthday. Yeah, My
4: happy
1: question late is late what, late
3: Cody, wouldn't that have been a disqualification of him using the cast? That's what I'm
2: saying.
5: They, they, like, they said, I thought it was too, but they kept saying, like, because it's on his body, it's not an illegal weapon.
2: I think it was a disqualification for Cowboy Bob Orton. Back in the day. Yeah. so two little things that kind of aggravated me in the Seth uh, AJ match which had nothing to do with them it was all the ref Uh, one did any of you catch? There was a moment where AJ went for a pin, and Seth's shoulder was off the mat, and he pushed it down. Literally pushed his yeah, arm down.
5: Yeah, it was when he hit the I, face buster yeah. and his arm was on his foot, and he like was I like, "I have
2: hey, never that. seen anything like that." And that like made me aggravated and kind of like like, "Oh my god, what the fuck?" Like just don't make the count, guy. And then there was the moment where he was counting AJ. It was like a six count and he gets on the apron and he's about to do the phenomenal forearm and Seth knocks him out, but it was like a very pronounced count. And then it's like, it just stopped. And I'm not yeah. someone at all who typically cares about refs and cave And mm-hmm. like, I'm a match guy and I kind of let that shit blow by more often than not. But after the motherfucker pushed Seth's shoulder to the ground to make a count, and then that count out thing happened, like that was fucked. But <laughs> oh my god, I just wanted to make sure someone saw. No, that. we, yeah,
0: that was so obvious. It was right in front of the camera. He just like planned that shit down, dude. That
5: was
2: fucked up.
5: I think I basically, I think I'm basically putting the shows in the same letter grade. I, I agree. gave, I gave. Uh, what is it? I gave double or nothing a C plus because mm-hmm. to me, the main event, the main event and the pillars oh, Fatal Four way were incredibly strong, which brought it up so much. And then there was just like bits and pieces here and there that I was like, I kind of like that. I like that. I like this mm-hmm. here. And that's why I just kind of left it at C plus. And I kind of feel like I put night of champions in a C like a C area because it's just like, again, AJ and Seth was fucking great as a match. But again, I have my my thing with the world title, where again, it's it still feels like a secondary prize. It feels like a consolation prize. It feels like a distraction right now to just be like, hey, focus on the world title while we do nothing with Roman. Like <laughs> there's our, there's one there's one thing right there. Like again, Becky and Trish, I haven't been into the feud the whole time. But now they gave me the like a solid match in the end. And I'm like, all right, well, you gave me something out of it. Uh, you know, Oscar and Bianca match was fucking great. I still think their WrestleMania match was better than this one. But it was still really damn good. It's just, again, there's more stuff with that whole situation. You know, cool. We took the Raw Women's title off of Bianca, who's a SmackDown woman. But we put it on another SmackDown woman. And we still haven't come up with any explanation as to what we're doing with the women's titles right now awful, bro. awful
4: yeah Cody
5: and Brock is officially like I said turned me off and then the main event was just unbelievable because again every time I feel like I'm out on the bloodline stuff they pull me back in with something yeah. every time yeah so I, I basically put it in a C as well Justin have you watched best of the super Juniors? Uh no I did not but I saw Wato one which was fucking awesome
2: yeah
5: Romu and Watto should be fucking dope yo can I just skip this best of the
0: super junior sock because I know the casual might not care although we do can we talk about something big in fucking Japan how about fucking Claudio
4: Claudio
0: coming Dominion for Dominion to wrestle in the fucking man fucking oh, never open weight trio champions fucking yeah, how sick is that dude. Very Boxing, I need to
5: check that out. and Suter versus Okada, Tana, and Ishii. Let's Get fucking... Get your adult diapers them. ready
2: for that one, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, you might not mean, care about fucking New fucking Japan. Japan ball, Russia, but that's something on, that on, you man. might want to
0: turn your fucking socket
5: to. Like,
0: At and, this point, you just point,
5: fucking... At and this point, just free ball it and shit all over the floor. Just fucking go for
2: it. <laughs> and the Dominion card need you know, I talked about it on uh, my other show, the Phoenix Splash uh, podcast. Thanks. The uh, Dominion card needed a little juice because, you know, the main event is Sonata versus Yoda Suji, which for a diehard New Japan fan like me is exhilarating and amazing but this is New Japan's second biggest show of the year. This is like SummerSlam, Royal Rumble. That is as far from a marquee main event as you can get because Yoda Suji just coming back from excursion, looking like a fucking killer, taking out all of those five guys. And I can't wait for the fucking match, but the card needed some star power. It needed some juice. And like, of course, Danielson was the dream. And I assumed it would have been yeah, Wheeler yeah. Yuda, but to get Claudio over there, and he's never been in New Japan, making his New Love Japan it. debut is fucking tight. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, the main event was, uh, out, Bakley was, like, marking out, and I'm like, what the fuck are you marking out about, dude? I was like, I don't give a fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> oh,
2: I, 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 do. I know I, you know, I do I, big time. <laughs> no,
0: I know. I get it. I, Yeah. I'm more of, like, a, I'm a casual, so you're a, yeah. a regular. And Bakley is more, more like, I'm closer to your end than my end. For so sure. he's, like, working on. I'm like, bro, yeah, I don't give a like shit. Like, Sonata beating
2: Okada <laughs> was pretty equivalent to Roman beating Cody in terms of, like... Oh, well,
0: that was huge. Well, I gave big fucks about that. I gave... Yeah. I, oh, Sonata's been my guy for fucking, like, five oh. years. But yeah. the yoda Suji thing, I gave zero
2: fucks about. I'm like, yeah. Who well, you're line. about to, you're about to. All right, yeah, you because see the end. Bigley was making it to... seem
0: like it was a big deal after the main event of Sonata versus Romo, which is fantastic. It's a and very Sonata big Okada deal. Okada was also fantastic. A
2: and very big Sonata deal. Like
0: Finley was fantastic.
2: This is the hardest a returning young lion has ever been put. Straight you... to the main event of the second biggest show of the year. Yes, Okada when he came back from a young lion. Beat Yoshihashi in an underwhelming Wrestle Kingdom six match, and then challenged Tanahashi at the end of the night and shock beat him the next week or the next I month. But that. like to just be thrusted into the main event of the second biggest show of the year in your first match is insane. Which match i even making sure my car is like in the right
5: spot. It looks fucking awesome right now.
0: Yo, like, Justin, he does like his whole fucking. He looks like a fucking. I don't mean like the stereotype. Like he looks like a fucking crazy-ass ninja badass motherfucker, dude, is what he looks and like. And he's with
5: LIJ now, which, bro, fucking... Wait, let's what? Go. Suji's with LIJ now. Whoa! When did that he happen? Really did the whole, he did the whole thing and everything, and I'm like, whoa, he's aligned with LIJ? This is even fucking better. When did that happen? That was the same night he attacked Sonata and everybody. Oh well, I didn't correlate that. I
0: watched the attack. I didn't correlate the Lij reference. Oh shit! Oh well, I'll have to ask.
4: We'll
0: have to ask Mister New Japan when he gets back here. Yo, (laughs) yeah, I didn't. I didn't see this that night. He put the
2: Lij symbol up. Oh yeah, it was not subtle. Like so, after he went straight up fucking. Yeah, he I, I mean he may not have it. gone like all the way up like that, but he definitely in like that. Well that makes it a lot ass, more fucking dude. important than oh when what? he did that, because obviously Sonata left um, LIJ well, to, join the, just, yes. or to form just five guys. Basically lead. <laughs> um you know that left a hole in L I J for sure. And he I mean Yoda Suji. Young Lion, when he was in New Japan, was nothing, you know? He had a match with Ishii at the Royal Quest show last year in England because he was doing his excursion in Rev Pro. Match was fantastic. Like, different look from Suji. Because as a Young Lion, you just wear the black trunks. You don't have a character. You are just creator wrestler A. And it's like, holy shit, this guy. I remember this a- debut, and everyone made a huge deal out of it.
0: Pardon? So I remember this. Everyone made a huge deal out of yeah, it. Yeah. Because it's like, whoa,
5: you, whoa. It. What's that, Justin? So all the young lions are what? fucking killing it. Fucking Coglins killing it and freaking Rita. Renderitas with dude. fucking Suzuki. Like, that's New fucking Japan, awesome.
2: New Japan had a big, I mean, it was by far the best promotion in the world for a long time. And then they took the COVID break and then struggled because of the clap crowds the booking you put the title on evil many many other things but man it's been Re-
5: back and impact like that's fucking awesome
2: it's been back and again the teton master Wato final is just a testament to like whoa like this is not box office and the commentary even said it it's like this is not box office but the crowd was going bonkers and again, those Japanese crowds have just been longing, yearning to cheer, to care, to be able to make noise. Mm-hmm. And oh, JD, Tim, watch a little New Japan one time. Okay, JD, I had a little yeah. start watching. I know. Yeah, Tim I'm a casual
3: old. to it. Like I, uh, yeah. I try to catch it when I can. Because um, New Japan put me on to like Bullet Club and stuff like that. And when I heard that Shinsuke was when when they announced that Shinsuke was coming to NXT, I checked out a little bit of Shinsuke over in New Japan. And I watched a little bit of AJ Styles when they announced he like when the rumors mm-hmm. were coming. Um, and I try. So I try to catch them. I try to catch Triple A as well because I, I catch Triple Mania every now and again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I try to keep up with like New Japan because New Japan's awesome.
2: Well, I got a whole treasure trove of uh, recommendations. Uh, okay. <laughs> how, about a little, uh,
5: how about a little stardom in there with fucking Tom Nakano being the double champion right there? Let's fucking go. Well,
2: firstly, I haven't seen the show yet, but I had heard that happened, so you didn't spoil shit. Um, <laughs> I'm not thrilled about it, but I'm excited to see it. Um, I'm just so very salty. Like it got I, as a fan, like you know. Now I'm just so into this shit, but like you, the fandom will take over sometimes, and like mm-hmm. I'm still salty as shit about Julia losing the title. I'm with
4: time. you,
2: Nakano. I don't think it should have happened, and I'm now even saltier that Mina Shirakawa, who just overcame a lot to get the white belt, just dropped it to Tam Nakano, and it's like yeah, I like uh, Tam Nakano a lot. But well, you're really coronating her as she like the queen of Stardom, the first double man. champ. When there's four other women that could have been there, but I haven't seen it.
5: The fact man, that she uh, beat, the
2: fact that Mina beat uh, Saya, which is holy shit, dude. I fucking love her. One of two matches that made me cry this year. Mm. The other one was uh, Aussie Open beating Bishamon for the tag titles. Oh, after your split his head open. Yeah, yeah. Truck yeah, I'm definitely Davis.
3: gonna check it out because I uh, heard great Davis, things NXT. You better you better in NXT.
5: <sighs> mm. Yeah, he's a beautiful man. <laughs> Sit on my face, uh, man. I saw he was injured, and all I kept thinking of is TK's gonna be sad, man.
2: Ugh. I texted yeah, him as soon as I heard, I'm like, oh no, the dump truck is out. Yeah, but, like, but then
0: uh, he signed with AEW, and I'm like,
2: uh, yeah. That, I didn't even like that either. Like, they were doing so well in New Japan.
0: Uh, yeah, but it means, if it means that, like, we have an AEW, yeah. since having this trios division, the tag team division, has been watered down significantly. Mm-hmm. Significantly, mm-hmm. because they can't <clears throat> figure out how to have an even base between the trios and the tag division. So it's like we got all these fucking killer teams, but you have the Lucha Bros are the in ROH, kill me. In ROH, we had the Lucha Bros. Or, like, why can't we just have FTR versus the Lucha Bros for the tag team titles? How, how much doper is that than whatever the bullshit we got tonight? You know, we have the all the acclaimed. While while we enjoyed the match tonight, they're in a trios match with Daddy Ass. The Guns, you don't like them, but they're teaming with Ethan Page. The Hardys, for fuck's sake. Even the Hardys. Even how much I've bitched, in Justin. Justin knows I've bitched and bitched about the Hardys over the last couple of years, but mm-hmm. FTR versus the Hardys makes far more sense in a just regular straight up tag team match. than FTR versus double J and fucking J lethal. Like you got all these tag teams under this roof, not to mention the young bucks and you're not doing anything with them. It's, it's fucking absurd to me. It's just, it blows my mind. So that's why I'm hoping FTR Aussie open all in dumb trucks back. Big match, tag titles. Let's go! I Bro, don't to say are, i awesome. to lose them. but I think maybe they have to.
3: But well, the thing is with AEW, sometimes they put so many people in factions and stuff like that. It things kind of get like a bit muddled. Like mm-hmm. he, the, it's kind of the situation you had with Sammy Guevara because they're trying to make Sammy Guevara face, but we literally just saw him teaming up with. MJF and then not too long before that, he's been with JAS, and there we haven't really seen an actual breakup between them. And Uh so with AEW, and I always say it's just like fucking high school musical with all these factions and tag teams. We don't really we have yet to we don't have a lot of actual singles wrestlers in AEW because everyone is either in a tag team and a faction or they have a manager. So it's kind of hard to book these people as singles run is once they break away from their faction, they try to have the singles run. It don't work out because they've mm-hmm. been booked and protected by all these different personalities and stuff like that. Like Jake Hager, you know, with him and JAS, oh. you know, the moment that he breaks away and he has this that. singles run, Yo, it's I like, will work out?
4: Man,
3: he likes the hat. I love this hat. This he hat. likes the hat, but yeah, it's just <laughs> they don't, they Advocate. don't uh book a lot of good singles runs like they should. But tag teams and trios and factions and five on five, blood and guts, anarchy in the arena, stadium, stampede, all these you know, big all these group fights, it works out perfectly.
2: I agree, and uh, someone pointed out to me earlier today, and I didn't even realize it, that there was only one match on the card tonight that was a singles match without a stipulation, and it was Jaden Taya. Yeah. That's Damn. it.
3: Yeah. Damn. Even that, that, that came along with Chris Statlander. Yeah. You know, with the... Yeah. And it, it was the one
2: match I didn't care about at all coming in, which ultimately provided a great moment. But it's like, holy shit, you're right. Like, no straight up just fucking singles matches, which is ultimately yeah. like what we want.
3: Just Damn. like SmackDown versus Raw 2006 video game where you play Dragon or something. <laughs> yep. You, you just know. throw everybody in these matches and you just add all the stipulations <laughs> to the pay-per-view that you're trying to book to get How the crowd accurate. going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I'm gonna go. It is I'm on the east coast, so it's like 146 over here, and I am yeah. dead tired. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: yeah, JD, thank you for joining the show. No Let the people know.
3: So you can find me on Twitter at JDC137. You can find my podcast, Russell Bread, at Russell Bread as well. You can click the links on the bio for the Instagram, the Facebook, and the TikTok as well. I'll be live uh, technically tonight. (laughs) On Monday for uh, late night gaming with JD. I'll be on at 1115. So after you check out Raw, if you do watch Raw, you can come on to the Bloodline Network Twitch channel. I'll be playing Detroit Become Human for the first time. So you come in, you know, chill out, you know, ask questions. I talk wrestling, football, gaming, you know. All types of stuff. We go in there, have a good time, and I'll also be streaming uh, on Tuesdays. I'll be playing uh, more of Jedi fall, um, Jedi Survivor as well at eleven o'clock, and then you can catch the podcast live every Thursday at nine p.m. EST only on the Bloodline Entertainment Network as well. Salute, so, us, yes. lady. But. Thanks
2: for making me feel like shit for cracking a beer at 146 a.m. Oh, you are
3: right. <laughs> yeah, I just poured a glass okay. of wine, brother. I'm with you, wine. my
2: dude.
3: Yeah, also, I've been drinking wine you... this whole time. I've been drinking water so I don't get a fucking hangover tomorrow because I'll be I don't like... know if
2: you know wrestle bread, but in some circles they call me loaf. So uh maybe no. we'll <laughs> <get> some bread. <laughs>
3: Yo, there JD, is.
2: it's been awesome. We've been hanging out for like six hours now it's been a yeah. hell of a night yeah this is yeah. the first time we've like actually engaged other than the night i know I was in chat on your show <laughs> that one night time. <laughs> I'm yeah
3: i'm happy to be on here you know i will love to be on here another time you know, so, yeah, it's been fun talking with everybody and shooting the shit about Night of Champions versus AEW and talking exactly. shit about Cody, of course. But, you know, I am president your ones of the up Cody for club. Lady of the Bloodline.
0: <laughs> Thank you, JD. Have a hell of a Thank night. You. Have a great Memorial Day tomorrow. Me okay? too.
3: Thank you. Well, hello,
0: gentlemen. It's just us. It is just us. Shall we pull uh, our hogs out now? Or, yeah, we should. <laughs> I think I'll just one second, I'll bring you right back in just 14
4: seconds. Ah, uh, it was I was lost
0: without my background all day. Oh um, man, it's just a small little tidbit, but. Man, I felt naked. And, you know, says should man. we all pull our hogs up? <laughs> why don't you? He goes, <laughs> should we all? Yo, oh, <laughs> yo, I had a blast tonight. For,
4: I
5: had a fucking Tim, blast with JD all you, night. Why
2: don't you get naked? Man.
5: Great, a plus. Tim, why don't yeah, you get I'm naked? My spots all the time. I'm pretty
0: much naked with my fucking head. It's ugly, dude. I hate it. I fucked up my hair. I was, you know, I I cut my own hair, so I I had it lined up nice, and then. I fucking went too deep and I was like, oh, you fucking idiot, dude. And, um, you know, and then oh, I looked yesterday weird. at the stream. My beard was all fucking weird. And I was like, oh, that's ugly. Not that this is any prettier. But You're I said, fuck this it, pair? You look beautiful, though. That's very nice to pull on. So, my like, go to a
2: Bushy cut. Or yeah. My or it's a Keska. It's looks nice tonight. Yeah. Bro, you know,
0: yo, you know what? Let's you keep it wrestling. So, Brett, Stop. we talked Brett. about Justin. We've talked about Dirt Sheet. Dan talked about all this. We know and exactly what we're doing it, it,
2: man. Like so you told do, me that he, yes. he, yeah, like I'm, I'm not taking, yeah,
0: right. I'm not taking no
2: credit for it Yeah. Yet.
0: Do you think that's what's going down right now?
2: Yeah. I mean, if Kota Abushi's not coming, then what are we doing here? And uh, there was like a sign in the crowd or somewhere that said, How is Kota at some point? Um, cause again, now it's five on four. And I've said this before on my show and other places, Kota Abushi was yep. in a group with the young bucks and Kenny called the golden elite hangman is obviously there. And part of this, and he was in bullet club at that time and more on that side, it was like a Kenny Cody civil war. Um, right. so it is the absolute perfect person to plug in here. And similarly, Takeshita came up in DDT with Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. Everything, like, if this doesn't happen, I'm going to be upset. And I'm going to be like, hey, BJ BJ Whitmer, what are we fucking doing here, guy? Tell your boy TK. This is the most story that writes itself among fucking forbidden doors and whatever else. Like, and my God, like... Kota Bushi was my favorite wrestler in the world 2018-19. Like hit, watch the G1 2018 and don't cry when it ends, because uh I sure did. Um when he beat I don't know if you I'm sure Justin probably has, but if Tim and Justin, if you haven't, the 2018 B block final between Kenny and Kota Bushi. Oh god, I don't think I've seen that one. Are you guys kidding me?
0: I've seen it. I've seen it all. I've seen it all. Yo, you know my memory. Yeah, I, let's not have to talk about what my head goes through. But yes, I've seen. I've seen it all, Daddy. I've seen it all. But,
2: but, like, if it's not Kota Ibushi, then who? You know, we've got an imbalance here. It just makes too much sense, which is why I think. Well, and Ibushi's been outspoken of I want to go to AEW, so it has to be. Um, I'm going to come when it happens. And if it doesn't, <laughs> I'm going to edge and I'm going to edge and I'm going to edge. And I don't mean Adam Copeland and I'm going to edge. <laughs> I'm going to edge and I'm just going to wait for it to happen because dirt sheet, Dan got part one, right. And uh, hell, he may have even said part two, but it just has to be this has to be. Yeah. So,
0: Justin,
5: we talked about it. What do you think, yeah. bro? I, like I said, I told you before. We talked about this. I said it on your show. Dan has said it on your show. Dan has said it in the group chat. We've all basically said it everywhere. We are legitimately one step away from five on five blood and guts. It just makes all mm-hmm. the sense in the world to bring Koda Ibushi in. The crowd was chanting for Ibushi when
2: that during the beatdown. Really, I didn't hear yes. that. The crowd was chanting for...
5: Yeah, they were chanting for Ibushi. So I brought it up, up but I'm like,
2: after it happened, I'm like, ah, yeah, this probably isn't the time. But, damn.
0: Yo, Brian, yo, really quick. I don't mean to cut you boys off here. Brian, great dude, great friend. Was your birthday this past Thursday? Or is your birthday this coming Thursday? Let us know. Especially with that big 4-0. Anyways, boys, go ahead, continue.
5: We, uh... It, it, we're this close If they don't bring in Ibushi I don't know who you bring in You don't Like Why even teasing you, You're you basically saying We're bringing in Kota Ibushi here If you don't do it Then What are Like again Like Brett said What are we doing here That'll be a huge letdown Like I said Crowd was chanting for Ibushi We all are calling We basically have all Locked this in And said Ibushi's gonna be here Edging Five on
2: five, blood on
5: (laughs) blood and guts, right now with Ibushi in there and Takeshita, like,
2: and it's gonna
5: be fucking carnage again. And I can't wait to see it.
2: I had never thought about it until Tim told me that Mister News, Dan Bakley, (laughs) Dirt Sheet, Dan had this suggestion, and I talked a lot on Brainbuster Boys this past week. We had Diesel from VFTR 2.0 and Visionaries Global Media on. Like, and Tim, I know you are a huge fantasy booker, and you're a great fantasy booker. And that's not really my zone. Of course, everyone fantasy books to some degree. Like, what's gonna come next? Oh, if this is happening, this might happen. But I'm not someone who looks too too far ahead or like tries to process all the stories because I just watch too many fucking matches from too many promotions and. Rate them, and that's my thing. But when fucking Tim told me that Bakley's like, yeah, Callis is gonna have Takeshita join BCC because he's been mentoring him. He's obviously got the history with Kenny, and then oh, and then I thought, oh my god, that yeah, opens up the spot for Kota Ibushi, who's been clamoring to come to AEW, who is already in a group with these guys, who has DDT history with Takeshita, so. Again, I thought, I was, he was, I thought he was showing
5: up at the end of the show. I thought he uh, was going to show up at the end of the show when I, the crowd was chanting for him. I, I go, there's he's showing up, and I'm going to lose my fucking shit right here. But oh, they went off the air without him. And yo,
0: that would have made that show from an eight point two five to a nine
2: point two five. His been soul insane.
0: presence goes
2: a full letter grade up. So when do we think he comes then? Forbidden Door. Before yeah. that, mm, that's a good spot. Obviously, Forbidden Door would make a ton of sense given New Japan, AEW, but like he's not a New Japan guy anymore. Like he's a free agent, but of course. Well,
5: supposedly, isn't he supposed to be going back?
0: That's what Bakley said too. One of Bakeley's Dirty Dan uh, 60 Seconds with Dirty Dan, he said Kota is going back to
2: New Japan. I haven't seen or heard that, but I also haven't what I,
5: I heard about it. So I was just... a little
0: perplexed by that as well, but that also could be a smokescreen because he left on pretty fucking very awful bad terms.
4: His... And the
0: only thing he was gonna do in the States was GCW yeah. until what AEW opened up for him. He said he'll hey. never go to WWE.
2: And abushi's always been like an enigma, man. Like, he's a weird guy, like
0: which is why he won't go to WWE. He saw how Shinsuke's yeah. been treated. You could say all you all you want about mid, you know, everything but the world champion. But he ain't been
2: booked I be well, like, I no. I mean, Shinsuke- he's doing
5: pretty solid in that cruiserweight when he was in the cruiserweight classic. Oh, of course. He was fucking yeah, but they couldn't awesome. book him to win
0: it or ZSJ because they weren't with the company. Which is I why put, they went
2: TJP, stuff, and I put that over somewhere recently. I don't know, might I think I get think it was probably our show, but that was a hell of a fucking series. Shout out, my boy! High five, Time. I fucking love doing oh, yeah. that. He oh, and just, I'm looking like, did a full review of the Cruiserweight Classic last year. It was fucking excellent. So, that was fun. the first time I ever saw Koto Bushi or even knew who he was because I didn't watch New Japan. Oh, at that really? Point. Dude, I was so laser WWE until I saw fucking uh it was AJ and Nakamura at Wrestle Kingdom just happened to see it on my phone and then it was the next year with Kenny and Okada that I really got into it. But yeah, I was WWE blinders, never watched Ring of Honor, never watched TNA, nothing. Wow, just yeah, and now I'm like the so total flexing yeah now I'm the complete opposite. And it's like, what can I find Have, uh, I've, already my, was- I've already eclipsed my I've already eclipsed my four star match total from all of twenty twenty one and it's the end of May.
5: The bushy for me was highlights.
2: That's how I got
5: to know who yeah. the hell he was was just watching highlights on YouTube. And then when, he, when they announced him in the Cruiserweight Classic, I lost my shit. I'm like, this dude's in the fucking Cruiserweight Classic? That's fucking huge. And it was just like, from there,
2: just well, seeing what
5: he could do in that show.
2: The Cedric Alexander
5: match, man. Is, that match is incredible, dude. Well, I fucking rewatched that. And
2: I'll go back to Tom. Like, he has the show Ring of Honor Revelry, and he, they recently reviewed a match. It was so... Fucking Cedric and Caprice Coleman had were a tag team, and I can't even remember who they wrestled. It was ACH and someone, I think, and they were just talking so highly of it. And it's like, man, Cedric Alexander needs to get out of WWE. Like, let's he get does. him anywhere else. But like, I, I'd love to see him in like Noah, dude. Like,
5: I just want to see him in Japan. That's it. Yeah, I would fucking.
2: Noah has been such a great, like, land of opportunity for foreigners at this point. Now that they're allowed in, like, Thatcher has thrived there, you know, Ninja Mac, fucking Saxon, My guy right there. I fucking love Ninja Mac. Oh, he's tight, fucking Saxon Huxley, who I didn't even really know and I don't really like that much, but like, that he's guy really. Yeah, he and Thatcher are the GHC tag team champs right now, actually. That I did not know. Damn, I have to get into Noah now. Holy (laughs) fuck. Yeah, Yeah, it's great.
5: Thatcher over there sounds like fucking awesome.
2: Perfect. Perfect fit. Perfect fit. There's someone else I'm thinking of that's over there, I think. Or maybe it's just someone I wanted to go over there, but like, there's I mean, so much stardom opportunity stardom. in Japan for guys like Cedric Alexander or guys mm-hmm. that are buried at the bottom of a roster. It's like, just go and you're going to be so fucking great because Japan is so fucking great.
5: I mean, you got me into stardom. So, yeah, why don't you guys
2: talk about that little sexy stable over there that I just discovered? Club Venus? Right. <laughs> Club Venus? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Big sexy stable. Goodness gracious. Mariah May. Lordy, lordy.
0: Yeah, dude, I was just scrolling through stardom shit this morning. See, like just random shit just scrolling. And I was like, oh, what is this Club Venus shit? And I'm like, oh, because then I see Jesse Kamea. And I'm like, oh, oh. And then I'm like, wait. She's the most recent
2: convert.
0: Yeah, I seen. then I went on Wiki. I saw the whole thing. But I didn't see uh, Zaya Brookside. Where is she? Dude.
2: I would love to know. She, it was her, Mariah May, and Mina Shirakawa were the initial three, and then she's just disappeared, and they've grown without her. So I guess just she just didn't sign a contract or whatever. But Oh, um, so
0: she's like not there. No, yeah,
2: she's been not there for a while. So it's it. yeah, Mina, Shirakawa, Mariah May, Zena, who's from Australia. She's dope. Jesse, who was uh, Jesse Kamea, and then Waka Tsukiyama, um, which her story's fascinating because like she'd been in stardom for years and had never won a match until like late last year, oh. and she was part of Tam Nakano's group, Cosmic Angels, and then just fucking flipped uh, to Club Venus because Mina, similarly, was in Cosmic Angels. Like, no, nah, I'm going to get with these hot bitches over here, and we're going to... I run? saw her during one of the uh,
5: the recent shows, and I was like, I like her. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, it seemed like a, a dope-ass faction. I was like, oh, this is cool. I'll to, I'll to hit breath about Club <laughs> Venus. Yeah, he's like, where the fuck have you been?
2: Well, yeah, if you've heard, if you've listened to the PSP, which I know you have, but maybe not in a couple, but like we talk uh, very highly of Club Venus to the point where So, actually, last episode was the first time I've ever had a podcast episode that just didn't make air. Like, we recorded something, JCB's cat, like, so he, we do it on StreamYard, but he records the audio and we use that because he's got, like, a mixer where we can use, like, drops and shit. One of his cats, like, stepped on a button and we lost the fucking recording oh and it was so then we did like a re-record but with some more like best super junior shit that hadn't happened um i forget where i was going with that it had something to do with stardom but uh
0: club venus i'm sure
2: oh yeah so i saw something on fucking instagram about them all like moving to osaka so I'd started the lost episode, as we called it. Like JCB is the host and he'll like introduce me. He's like, tell me something good. And I'll be like, we're moving to Osaka. Like that was the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's with Club Venus. And when we re-recorded, I used the same one. It's like I said it once. It didn't make air. am going to say it again. We're moving to Osaka. because Club oh, Venus. Well,
5: Stardom's just got so many fucking awesome women. Like, holy shit it's Azu- and azuki and fucking it's
2: ridiculous Momo it Watanabe, it dude the best roster in the world period they
5: are fucking all of them they're fucking incredible
2: like there's women yeah. i don't
5: even know who the hell they are yeah after seeing them and i'm still just like i like them they're fantastic and-
2: deepest roster in the world and because we we brought up the other day like we cover tjpw as well tokyo joshi pro tokyo which is where pro. yuka Sakazaki, riho uh other people that you Shida? know is maki, there? she's been there maki ito is a mainstay but it's like that that uh roster is so top heavy and they have a lot of younger people coming up it's like Can we just loan like six stardom stars that are kind of middling that could just be super fucking stars over there? But yeah, the rosters. I got
5: May Saruga there, which I fucking love her. And I love you and Mori, I fucking love her too.
2: Oh,
5: Oh, yo.
0: Our daddy. Fucking one. Congratulations,
4: Nick. I can finally say it.
0: It's good, brother. Hashtag uh, dirt sheet dan.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so my name coming in was dirt sheet dan, got it, and then I changed it to
5: <laughs> tits G. Oh, I'm dirty dan, Tim, I got Tim. Dirty
2: Tim tits. Look at these tits. <laughs> <laughs> the name says tight. it all.
5: Titus tits <laughs> in the oh, game.
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah, oh, Brian wow. says it, man. Stardom is prime, them Yoshis ain't no joke. No, No, that's for sure. Incredible, no, no, for sure. He says, Can you imagine New Japan sending a young lion to AEW for excursion, not counting impact because they already had Tanahashi and Okada? I would
2: love that. Like, Azar, my buddy Azar, and I have talked about that. Like, now that you have this partnership, send them over there. Like, I would love to see kosei fujita ichiban sweet boy over in aew for a little bit Sheet.
0: yo first of all i want to apologize to all the people in the comments because i don't know what the fuck's going on i'm always up with the comments but i w- apparently i wasn't getting the comments updated because i just looked over and i'm like what the fuck but i tribal chief brian yes yes happy birthday to brian Yo, Tribal Chief wants to know, how come no one is acknowledging the fact of how many main eventers the Tribal Chief has made? I mean, he's not wrong. Brett, What are, what's your take on that, man? Tribal Chief's made. How many main eventers? You know, I don't you, know, know. You, you, know tell you tell yeah, me. I think I, the I, did Usos, did. you got Solo Sokoa, you got Kevin Owens, you got Sami Zayn there. He made Claudio. He stacked Brian and Edge. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on that statement?
2: <clears throat> I'm not in, like, full agreement of that. I think Kevin Owens was a main eventer well before that. Mm-hmm. I would give you Sammy for sure. He was not at that level. I'll give you the Usos solo, definitely. Um, Aside from that, I, he certainly didn't be. make Claudio because Claudio left. Um Those chicks ain't
0: no Liv Morgan. Look at this ca- Blake... My boy, that a boy, Blake doesn't even know what he's talking about, but that's the best I've ever seen. whole <laughs> no host of Roto my dude,
2: things are tuning in. Chats. I don't think he made any main eventers other than the Usos solo and Sammy. but the biggest beat the biggest mm-hmm. and most significant definitely being Sammy Zayn for sure. like that was yes. massive. But if we're talking aside from that, he made Finn Balor turn into a fish that one time. <laughs> Finn was like, already a main eventer, so um, yeah. it's another one. I don't know. Um, and I'm not trying to shit on Roman Reigns. He's been fucking unbelievable. Don't get me wrong. But oh,
0: no, we, we we put him over like crazy over here. So but it has been
2: the it. same shit. So, well... Actually.
5: I'll just say that. Well, I haven't really feel like I'm putting them over as much
2: anymore. As late,
5: like I feel like we're in a pretty rough portion of Roman's reign right now. Like for me, I I fallen I fell off when they unified the titles. That whole situation to me fucked everything up. Correct. The first year. The first year was fucking amazing. And it's just like, ever since they just unified the titles, everything just feels so just like, off. I couldn't
2: agree more. And the fact that it was against Brock, which who gives a fuck about Brock Roman, or who did that? You know, like it was done to the dirt. And I couldn't agree with you more. Like, it meant something. For so long, and even after they unified them, it still kind of meant something.
5: We had bits but, and pieces where it still but meant something. I think but now they introduced,
2: introduced this new title, it completely devalued everything Roman Reigns has done, and I don't like that one bit.
0: Wait, hold up, hold up. So you think the title devalued what no, Roman's done? I don't like it devalued that, the title.
2: Um, See that I, I don't agree with. I think I think what Roman has done because it's like you unified the titles and that should be the biggest deal ever. Like you've won both championships and you've carried them for well over a year. And it's like, all right, you're just so good and too good that we're just going to make another one. And it's like, well, then where does that leave him with his two titles on one show? Now it just feels like one title. And yeah, I'd, I don't like it. I think they could have gone about that whole reintroduction or splitting the titles or having a champ on Raw in a lot better way because, like, Triple H's explanation was just like, well, Roman had a clause in his contract that he didn't have to defend it. Like, so weak. And I know we're going back now. but
0: Go back. Do whatever you want. I don't give a fuck. Roman
2: reigns 1,000 days now. Should be the pinnacle of WWE. You should only be going after that. Like, that is the prize. Yes. Yes. And now that's just stuck on one show. Yes. And then we have this new title, and the match was good. Like I said, I enjoyed the work, but it just didn't feel important to me at all. And, and like, even, at, like, the the ending, I felt, was kind of flat. It's just like, oh, yeah, stomp, it's over. Like, there was no true, like, and, again, I'm a big New Japan fan who does the crescendo so well. Like, you build, 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 and then it gets to a point of, like, oh, my God, I don't know what's going to happen. This just felt like move, move, match, big move, big move, <laughs> and then finish. And You're I right about. It. it.
0: You're actually right about that. When I was talking about that earlier, I said it felt like a New Japan match because it did build to that point. But once it got to the point, it just finished. It as it yeah. should have. Stomp Correct. two and three quarters. Correct. AJ fucking hits a phenomenal or er, Styles Clash that. two yeah. and three quarters. Maybe a top rope Styles Clash. Seth kicks Stop. out super curb stomp one two three.
2: You're so, right. Back to my point real quick, just to put a bow on it. I think now both titles, both world championships are devalued at this point, in my mind. Because what I just said about Romans, like, it's like, all right, you are the pinnacle, but you're now shoved to just one show. And now we've got this other title on this other brand or this other show that is clearly (laughs) secondary at this point to me. Because this is what people have been fighting over for a thousand days. And nobody could get it, and it's like, oh, all right, well, let's just give you this consolation prize.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's that's, where that's I'm at I it.
5: I agree with you to a point. Like, I don't think I don't think the the new world title has devalued Roman's titles. Fair. I think WWE not doing anything and having him defend them is devaluing his reign. That makes it feel like you're just doing your damnedest to increase those numbers and do whatever. Like the world title at this point is basically going to be their distraction to be like, Hey, focus on that. This is your workhorse title right now. Don't even pay attention to Roman. And that's a problem. Exactly. To me. That right there is the problem. Exactly. And it's just, again, the world title is suffering because, everybody sees right through it. They're looking at it and going, it's a consolation prize. It's second place. It's third. It should be the sole focus
2: for anybody at this point, because those were the two championships. There was was only going to
0: be the sole
2: focus
0: of Cody.
5: The world title should have been introduced after the titles had been split. There was no reason why.
2: I think it goes back to what you said, Justin, is they never should have fucking merged them to begin with. No. And we would have never had this problem. And Roman could have stayed on SmackDown with the Universal title for a thousand days. Granted, it wouldn't have been quite as big of a deal. But now we've got this whole mess of like, again, to me, that his thousand days has just kind of been pushed a little to the side. And, oh, all you on this show, go chase this title what Roman's been doing over here doesn't matter to you, even though he's been the pinnacle of the company for a thousand days. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, the fact that I care this much is great because you guys both know, like I was off WWE for years. Mm-hmm. So I'm so happy that I'm in and care again for sure. I'm so just, I guess at that's the not, end of the day, it's right. a win for me, um, but I just wanted to be better.
5: I, I agree. I feel the same way. Because I guess I've been saying it so many times. Nothing in WWE feels important other than what Roman's doing and everything Bloodline related. Other than that,
2: and Gunther. nothing in the
5: company matters. Not, not even. I don't even think Gunther's really that matters that much because it's not Bloodline stuff. I think like, it does,
2: personally.
5: Well,
0: so can I ask I mean, you fellas a question? Yeah. Would this Bloodline stuff, would this Roman title stuff... I personally have felt, and you know, we know how Justin felt. Brett, maybe we'll get a better take how you feel. Roman WrestleMania, Cody wins. I he already faced adversity. He doesn't need to face more adversity. Cody wins, comes on Raw the next day. I don't need two belts. I don't understand this. I'm taking this belt. I'm the world's heavyweight champion. I conquer well, my it. My dad couldn't win or didn't win. Right. This the exactly. One I want. And here is the other belt. Because just like I started, you could you, you even say it. Just like I started the other company to give more talent and opportunity, I don't want both of these belts. Here's the other belt goes to SmackDown tournament, South wins it, whatever.
5: It is what it you is. You've heard dude. all the ranting I've done on TK's show. You know what I've been saying the entire time Cody wins at Mania. Cody splits the titles on Monday night by having his whole, you know, I finally did it. I completed the story, but there's just something that I'm just not feeling is right here. This is the thing that helps me complete the story. This helps somebody else start their own. Right here, right now, I'm vacating the Universal Championship. Oh. SmackDown gets their Universal Championship back. The WWE title stays with Cody, and then vice versa if you were going to do the draft again. The WWE title stays with Cody and goes over to SmackDown. The Universal title goes away, and the world title gets introduced. Then you have your tournament. Then your world title exists. Then the world title is put on the same exact level as the WWE title. You're not sitting there going, this thing feels like, well, this is what we got to fight for anymore. This is actually, this is what I'm aiming for, and it's up there with the WWE title. Like... Bingo. WrestleMania, I will say it every time. WrestleMania was their out and they fucked it up
0: for a thousand days that they made them feel less important by introducing a new title and making it about him in a tag team title match. If what I'm hearing is true from my guys.
2: Wait, I feel like you said you had like a question for me about what Justin was just saying. Is like you said, like you've heard him talk about it. I don't know what, but <laughs> I'm fried. <laughs> You're all
0: good. Um, I, I, yeah, this split. Yeah, I want you to answer the same question. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, split, the splitting of the titles. Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Should oh, Cody have won? So how would you have split should those? Cody titles? have
2: won. Split it that way. How or do you? And how do you break them up? Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's a good question because. I know I've told you, Tim, like the shock value for me of Roman winning was so awesome. Like I didn't see that coming. I know none. You know, I'm sure people thought like, yeah, there's a possibility, of course. But like for me, it was so shocking and it made me love it that much more because of the shock. But with where we're at now, would I have rather had Cody won and split the belts that way? probably because it just would have made more sense for the long term. But I think I would have rather had Ro- like Roman win and don't reintroduce the title. Just fucking have Roman as your sole champ still and have Cody beat him at SummerSlam. And then, then you split it, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know. I think
5: WrestleMania was their out, and if they wanted, if they wanted to hold on and actually get this thousand days, then SummerSlam is your out. Again, I don't think anything was going to be bigger than WrestleMania. Like it's WrestleMania. That is the place where moments happen. You know, big things like that are going to happen. You're never going to get a bigger moment than that. And again, it just feels like right now they're putting Cody in a position where they're gonna, they're gonna lose it. They're going to lose everything that they had. They're not going to get that back. What they had going into WrestleMania. Like even if they try to push this all the way to mania 40, it's not going to feel the same as it did at 30 heading into 39. It's going to feel lessened a lot because you waited so long and you, you pushed it to where people are just like, Oh God, now we're doing this again. Like, I kinda wanted something different now. Like it's it's gonna be rough. Yeah. Like SummerSlam was your other option. If you weren't doing it at Mania, you do it at SummerSlam. And at I that point, I think that Cody needed to win Cody's one of the bank.
2: Not killed for me, but like last night made changed my opinion a lot. And it's not Cody's fault, is the booking's fault, but like it mm-hmm. that did not work for me at all. And yeah, I mean, it seems like we're going to go to WrestleMania 40 and he lose, wins it off Roman. Yeah, I agree, Justin. Like, that was the time to strike. But again, for me personally as a fan, like, that shock value was fucking awesome. But, like, if we're just talking big picture storyline for WWE, probably should have put the belt on him there. But here's the big issue, too. It's like, Cody's a Raw guy, which has Seth Rollins as the World Heavyweight Championship. A title that he is brand new. He doesn't give a fuck about that title. The whole reason he came to WWE and he said it over and over and over is to win the championship that his father never won,
4: which the is WWE one
2: half of the championships that Roman has. But it's like it. Cody winning the WWE World Heavyweight Championship that Seth Rollins has would not finish the story. Exactly. Because the exactly. story is about the belt Dusty or Dustin who, how the fuck did he outlast Jay White in that battle royal tonight? Holy fuck.
4: <laughs> yeah,
2: so, <laughs> again, if we're going Cody over Roman at 40, like, they'll figure that out and make it work. But I agree. Like, if you were going to do that, it's going to not feel quite as hot and as special fucking eight, nine months from now, whatever. Mm-hmm. But Cody that's my
5: one concern about the whole thing still it just feels like opportunity was there and now you're dragging it out and now you're really tempting the now you're really testing the waters here like the question is
2: how do you book Cody now for a fucking year and again I've been saying it I hated what happened last night
5: that just means Cody Cody wins the bubble again then and that's just like yeah. how is it's, it's exactly, so yeah,
0: that's exactly where I was going with that.
2: That's so lazy because. Everyone is it knew, though? Yes, it is yes. because everyone and their brother knew Cody was going to win the Rumble this year.
5: Yes, and literally. Like, you have Cody come in like I'm still if I still in my honest opinion believe the Rumble this year was the only mistake they made was having Cody come out thirty. There's no reason why he should have came out 30. He should have came out earlier.
2: Granted, if what that's what Gunther was sure. awesome, but I agree. Like, that should have been a Ric Flair in 92. Like, oh. you slog through the whole fucking and what thing.
0: If, and what if you guys are a year or two premature? And they're doing this all through now. So, we're going to get Roman versus Jimmy. We're going to get Roman and Solo versus the Usos at SummerSlam. We're going to get Cody versus Brock. And then you guys are right. I don't know what happens with Cody. Maybe what Devin just said. What if Cody goes away for a little bit? He goes and films a movie. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. But then he comes back.
2: away for nine months. Like
0: The only way, and, and yes, this is where I was going to go. This is what has to happen with him. You guys just said it. He What was he? He was number three. Thirty this year. What does he got to be next year? I mean, number one.
2: I don't want that. Like, I, I get sure. it.
0: You don't. But your fantasy fucking fairy tale booking of the WWE, where yeah. the guy goes for fucking number one, he felt
2: adversity yeah, all year long. So from, I'm sorry. So that would be so telegraphed, right? Yeah, but the that, one. isn't oh, that for WrestleMania forty?
0: Isn't that what you want, the telegraph
2: story of the guy? My thing is also this. If there's two world championships, you don't have to have Cody win the Rumble to challenge Roman. How do you – okay, so
0: how do you get – all right, good, good. I like that you said that. I didn't
2: finish the story last year. Let me finish it now, motherfucker. You know, like you can figure that out.
0: Okay, so you just go and say, like, fuck your draft, fuck your
2: brand split. Yes. Yeah. I've been on Raw. You've been on SmackDown. This is what I want. I'm coming to get it. Period. He doesn't need to win the Royal Rumble for that.
5: Yes, that's to me. That really that's another thing that's gonna turn people on Cody. If you have Cody win the Rumble again, whether it be one or anywhere else. People are going to turn on it. They're going to hate it. The vehicle
2: like, to get someone over, maybe that's already over, or maybe that isn't, and it's like we just don't need that again. And I yeah, think, no. like I said, you can get to Roman and Cody just like that. Like, hey, we've been separated for a year. I was this close. So, like, can I ask me. you
0: the question? Do you Please. want Roman and Cody at forty? Is that is that like, what? Or would you or would you prefer? Seth loses the title at some point this year. He wins the Royal Rumble, and the two best friends go and fucking just
2: bang it out for fun at WrestleMania for forty. I'd be okay and, with that, but I think if Cody's goal, like, if when Cody wins a world title, it should yes. be that world title, correct? The one Seth, that Roman Seth has. has no
0: lineage. They uh, they announced yeah. it yesterday. Zero. It his reign started yesterday.
2: Yeah, like, so I don't give a fuck how we get there, but whenever Cody wins the world title, it better be that initial WWE championship that he wants and has longed for and not this new belt because that would just be so fucking hollow.
5: That's why I kind of feel like we'd have to go give him money in the bank.
2: Well,
0: and who else is there, though, Justin? Who else would you give money in the bank to other than a returning Drew McIntyre?
2: So LA like Night yeah, would be tight, yeah. Who does LA
0: Night beat though?
2: Seth, he won't beat Roman. Roman. You don't have to beat anyone yet, you know. I get, yeah, Cody. I'm talking
0: one year, one Cody year, would do the thing
2: where he would say, I'm gonna win it and I'm cashing it in at WrestleMania. Like, who was it, Cena or whomever else? That, like, you're even point to hold it, not. I would be fine with that. I w- if Cody
0: won it and just said, I'm holding this to WrestleMania 40, whoever yes. is the champion,
2: I'm fine. You
4: know,
0: I like 27
2: a.m. As long Tell as it's the WWE championship and not yeah, just right. some new fucking legacy list title. So even you're if saying, he's- Brett, even- so
0: Brett, you're saying Cody should win the Money in the Bank briefcase. And then come out on Raw hypothetically and say, I'm holding this briefcase
2: until... I didn't say should, but if he does, either that or I'm going after Roman at SummerSlam.
5: Yes, I think SummerSlam is your best bet. You do not need to drag... Like If if Roman's going to tell this story with the Usos and Solo, there's no reason why those titles need to be held hostage in that whole situation.
2: Yeah, get those titles off. Cody shouldn't give a fuck about Seth Rollins because he beat him three times. One day, tribal chief. One day he'll hop on with us, baby. Listen to me, Tim. Cody, let's say hypothetically, Devin, love you. Cody, if he wins money in the bank, if Cody wins money in the bank, he shouldn't give a fuck about Seth Rollins and the world championship. I agree. He beat Seth Rollins three times. And that championship means nothing to him. He has nothing to prove with Seth Rollins. He pulls down that briefcase. He comes out and says, we're on separate brands. I don't give a fuck. I'm coming for Roman, and I'm going to make my call at SummerSlam. Let's go.
5: Not even. I hope he doesn't even do that. Like If he won money in the bank, I want him to just hold this and just go, you know who I'm going for. And when it happens, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to beat Roman and I'm going to even do this. I'm even going to be the guy to pin Roman Reigns in that whole situation and actually have him do it at SummerSlam right before the match even starts. If whoever Roman defends the title against at SummerSlam right before the bell even rings, Cody comes out, cashes in. We get a triple threat. And in that process right there, you even have Cody pin Roman to fucking put an end to it right then and there at SummerSlam. Roman can do his thing where he's going to go take his time off and do whatever. The titles are back on TV. The Universal title can go do whatever the hell you got to do. Cody goes over to SmackDown with the WWE title. We are solved right there.
2: I would love all of this no matter how it happens over Cody beating Roman at 40. Because we've hit the 1,000 days. You know, what else is there? It doesn't need to go to 40. If it did, I'm not going to be mad about it. But Money in the Bank is the perfect vehicle for this. And we just laid it out, however it goes. You have Cody win it and is like, fuck this championship. I own Seth. You know, he's not going to say that. But, like, I don't need that. And I don't want that, but I want this. And no matter when and where it happens, as long as he win- – if he wins it, as long as he calls out Roman.
5: He knows his focus is Roman. That's yeah. it. Yo, know, You guys just got me thinking,
0: that is going to make Seth even thirstier. So For now I'm sure. fucking formulating in my head, yeah. triple threat so, dude, match, WrestleMania 40, it's going to be Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins. Seth, yes. Yes. Because Seth, exactly, nipple mania, baby. Because Seth <laughs> is like, wait, bitch, I'm not good enough for you to fucking yep. come after. Cody's like, Love no, it. I'm going after Roman, Roman only. Seth's like, no, no, no. He made maybe he loses his title to Drew McIntyre or something. So you got Drew doing something else over here. Seth's like, Seth wins the Royal Rumble so he can get involved with whatever Roman and Cody is doing. Seth, Roman, Cody, triple threat at WrestleMania. And yes, as much as I would love one of my Shield brethren to win that match, it's Cody's time. Cody wins the belt and becomes the WWE World
2: Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, I'm good with that. Or even Weird. if Cody does win it at SummerSlam, you could still do that match.
5: Yeah. Even then. Yeah. Seth, though, even matter. if Cody wins and cashes in at SummerSlam, that's still motivation for Correct. Seth Correct. somehow.
2: Correct. So Cody winning money in the bank and gunning for Roman alone is motivation for Seth. Yes, Seth, Seth looks at that. I'm not need, good enough to
4: challenge. Well, guess what? I got to do
2: now. He shouldn't need motivation for Cody, and hopefully, that's coming at some point because the fact that Cody still won those three matches, I don't agree with. But um, right. yeah, right. Seth what should feel disrespected by that. And I think again, you don't need Royal Rumbles or anything. The story is there. Cody wins huh. Money in the Bank, guns for Roman. Whether he wins it. Or not. Maybe you drag it to WrestleMania. Seth loses his title, like you said, and he's like, what the fuck? Like, I was the top dog on Raw. You left Raw, or you didn't care about me. You wanted this belt. Like, I'm better than all of you. Fuck you.
5: Hell, this even, if he, right
2: play, great Hell, even if
5: he lost the title and Cody was still WWE champion and Seth wins the Royal Rumble, it, he confronts Cody? Just like, you... Took your time and used that And used your money in the bank to cash in On Roman and you basically looked at me Like you, I wasn't worthy enough to challenge And Cody basically has to pull the whole You know what I did You know why I did it I was trying to complete this thing For not only my family But for myself at the same time Like We get that back at Wrestlemania again Except with the WWE title on the line Like that's freaking huge
2: Let's call up Paul. Let's call up Paul Levesque. We booked the Mania 40 main event.
5: Bro, we've booked so many freaking things on AEW and WWE here. I'm telling you, give us all the fucking pen. We will book these damn shows. Give us the fucking
0: pencil. Give us the fucking pencil. That's the name of it, and that's how we're ending it, fellas. I love you. It's been a hell of a fucking night. It's been a hell of a weekend. Brett says it's been a mid weekend. I've enjoyed it mightily. And I'm kidding. Brett's enjoyed it mightily because he's hung out with friends and did his thing. And yeah. he got to come on with yours truly. For, Not, it, it's been forever, bro. I miss you so much.
2: Yeah, this has been <laughs> fucking great. I love you guys. God, you're the best, dude. Love you're me. the best.
0: Can you uh, can you just let the people know where they can find you?
2: Oh, shit, yeah. At Brainbuster Boys, Twitter and Instagram, Visionaries Global Media and all podcast platforms. Yeah, Vince and the Machine Part 2 will be coming out this week along with our Double or Nothing and uh, Night of Champions mid-reviews. But, yeah, things are getting wild behind the scenes with the creative and <laughs> WWE. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah.
4: Well,
2: yeah. <laughs> Love you, bro.
0: Thank you so much for coming on. Bo, it was awesome, dude. And T, your whole little group over there, Brett. Appreciate you and my boy, my boy Justin. Where can the people find you? Only on Twitter. You want to do one more? You want to throw it up? You want Brett? You want to do it with us? One, a one and a two, sweet. There it is. Boom, baby.
5: Boom, baby. Mm. You see it? On, if you're watching this right now, you see it on the screen. If you're going to be end up listening to this on audio or anything else. At Justin Time Two One One Capital J Capital I Capital T only on Twitter. In Time Wrestling Podcast. Yes, it's been on a very long hiatus. It's been actually like six months, which is fucking insane. That's a long damn time right now. But again, you know what? A lot of you know what's going on. And again, I'm telling everybody every single time doesn't mean the show's gone. We will be back. So go listen to the old episodes right now because again. You're going to want to know what you're in store for because it's going to be a blast when it comes back. That's right. Justin, oh, you're yeah. the best, bro. And
0: like I always say when Justin finishes it up, it might have been six months, four months, three months. But where can you find him? Right here, always on the Tim King Show. And he's all over on the local IWC podcast that waves,
4: man.
0: <laughs> this dude is all over the place. He's on the circuit, he, man. One more time, I'll throw my ones up, my two sweets up. Justin, I love you so much. Brett, goddamn my sexy man. I like to pull that hair. But for me, your boy, at the Tim King Show on Twitter, if you want to engage, at the Bloodline ENT on Twitter. And just search the Bloodline Entertainment Network. You can find us on all major audio platforms forums, including Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Music, and more. And when you do that, you will pull up BloodlineNetwork.com, your home for sports, wrestling, entertainment, all of our videos, all of our audio, all under Run One Roof. Thank you so much for kicking in with the Bloodline. Please go ahead, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. We appreciate it so much. For all of you in the chat, for all of you who will listen, thank you. Brett, Justin, your boy, TK, we
4: out. Peace.